See, it's just so nice. <laughs> I refuse to mute it now because it's it's what we do. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm learning through the stream. Like it really doesn't matter when they're hearing what you're hearing, anyways. Right? I wonder if it gives like an extra like effect. Maybe it does. I don't know. Well, you I mean, know. this is going to be reduced down anyways, hey, right? Let's not, let's more not. You know. Don't don't say reduced to me ever again. Well, welcome everyone to <laughs> Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris. Something's not right, and it's the order of the seating. Uh, to my left, as always, well, not usually, but, you know, always on the show. I'm on the left today. Right? Well, oh, actually, it's just, this is more the left and the right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sean. Hey, how are you people doing? I'm on the left. I'm on the left. I'm on the left. And to my right, John. Whenever I'm driving and... Oh my god! It's so terrible. Oh my god! 197 episodes. Just just pick up where you left off, John. Yep. Whenever we're driving, and my wife, uh, your wife, is giving me directions, she tells me to make a left. I'm like, I never go left. That's funny. So we circle the block. I get it. I get it. It, it took me a minute, and now it's crystal clear. You You'd have go. a very hard time in England, for sure. <laughs> right? Because they sit on the right side and don't make lefts, or what happened? <clears throat> well, it's easier to turn left in England. Is here. Is that tr- is that factual? Yes, because you're on the opposite side of the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you're on the right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's their <laughs> right hand. I would literally die mm-hmm. in five minutes if I was driving in England because I would freaking forget. I've driven in New York City. I know I've said that before, but that was hilariously fun. New York City. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, dude. <laughs> right. What was your top speed? Two miles an hour. I don't know. We got at one point we were hitting maybe thirty-five or forty. Dude. Oh. Uh, nice. Just just burning it, John. Speaking of crazy, yeah, a lot of things have changed for Weekly Game Chat in the last seven days. I, I feel say. like a different person, right? Feels like a different show. Uh, Feels like a new identity. So I want to give. Uh, I'm going to keep promoting this. We have a Discord now. Yeah, we you need can, to, we need to do that because yeah. it's new. You can find the link for it on our Twitter page. It is pinned to the top currently. That link should never expire. See, John, if, it, if by uh, chance it does, please let me know and I will give you a fresh link on there. A pinned tweet means. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, we, yeah, our buddy, a friend of the show, Andrew, set it up for us. And ever since we rolled it out publicly, people are joining and they're having great times and great yeah. discussions. There's just tons of chat rooms. Uh, and even some voice channels, though, people really haven't been using those as much because I think more people use Discord for these kinds of things as a social unless, board. Unless you know. you're, um, I think, unless you get to know the people and you start running yeah. games together, yeah. um, mm-hmm. most of them, I, I, I would bet to wager. Did I say that right? I think so. Okay. Wager? Wager. Judges? Um, yeah, you're good. Ding. Okay. That they're gonna if they decide to play with with each other, <laughs> yeah, um, it's gonna be on PlayStation or Xbox, and they'll probably just use the party systems in there. I don't know, I could be wrong, but yeah, we've seen some activity, we've seen some growth in the Discord channel. <clears throat> yes, also like, seen some growth somewhere else. You know, like there? some growth. <laughs> uh, but the other big thing that kind of unexpectedly, I almost want to say, came from that because it motivated me. I would right, say right. it like started there. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, because I want I want to engage with that community. I want Absolutely. to you know want to build it up and give them reasons Butter to come. come. Yeah, uh, we now <laughs> have we used to in theory have a Twitch channel way back when we were Geek versus Games, but it was rarely used. I would say. Yeah, you you've also streamed. You personally have streamed on YouTube before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Um, but now, um, but now uh, we do have a weekly games chat Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv weekly games chat. 
and we are committed, or at least at the very least, I am. Uh, and I think when they can, they will also be sure. And I'm sure it will be a, well, even, even if a regular not, thing. Uh, yeah. Every every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be streaming on there. And even if even if we're not playing the game, I'm going to do my best to at least log on. Yeah, and watch to and just say hey or and interact yeah. with the the fans if I can. Give me a hard time if I'm screwing up. Yes, for sure. Um, As you should. Well, it's, it's it just happened. It was fun. Um, you were playing a game that I saw you were playing right that we're going to talk about today. And I go, hey, are you streaming? I send you a message, and you go, yes, I am. Yep. Because uh, you had, you, I don't know why, but you gave me an inkling, an inkling during the workday that you were thinking about doing that. I don't know. Remember the day before? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so I hop in. We figure out the audio thing so they can at least hear me yeah. talk. Yeah, we have it now. Where the <laughs> Discord, we have a Discord channel that will feed through there, so that even though Sean and John obviously are not in the room. They can easily join in on the conversation, and you can see which one of us is e- talking easily. easily? <laughs> Well, it was technically easily, but uh, John and his typical <laughs> so, anti-tech abilities. So I text John got uh, right in the way, and you, and you can go watch our video from last night. It's saved on our channel as yes. like a previous broadcast, um, and that's really cool. If you're new to Twitch, if you're if you're not new to Twitch, you're like, can you please shut up? I know how Twitch works, and I get that. But I text John and I go, hey John, uh, basically, hey, do you want to play? Because John had also told me if we wanted to run some division later that day, yes, to hit him up. What was I doing? Uh, what do you mean? When you texted me, I don't know what you were doing. I don't know what you're doing. What do you oh, mean? I thought I told you. I was dropping one. <laughs> oh, you're dropping a deuce. You might have said you were dropping a deuce. I don't uh, remember. Let's see. Let's go back. We don't want to talk about that right now, though, right? No, we need to stay away from that topic because <laughs> no I got deuce, one <laughs> in the prairie dog lane right now. I'm prairie um, dog. <laughs> uh, so John, in in a classic John way, eventually I said. I said you said division. I said dumping. <laughs> <laughs> so John hops in, and, and for the first, I don't know what ten minutes. Yeah, he's like he's in there. I figured out how to put the audio in, and I can see John has joined the channel. His his emblem is there, and we're just thinking, well, obviously he's going to get on here and not talk because John doesn't want to do that. But then, like we we're also thinking, maybe he actually is trying to talk. But he just doesn't know how to figure it out. <laughs> so at one point, uh, it was either Chris or myself. We go, John, if you hear a stop, well, lo and behold, John stops. I think that was me. And then Chris said, John runs. So John takes off running. And we're like, okay, something, something's a muck here. He's kind <laughs> like, of here. Like what happens? What happened? So John, what was the issue? <laughs> I still don't know. You, you had it set up as push to talk. Yeah, it was. So it, finally we stopped the action and John was pushing the button old walkie talkie style. And uh, well, we fixed it. So yeah, I, I I thought to myself, if this is how it works, I'm not going to push this thing every time I want to say something. Some people like during the uh, when you're when you're on PC and you're running Discord, mm-hmm. you prefer the push to talk because of the, yeah. cl- the clicking of the keys and, and whatnot. Uh, so that's why Discord has that option. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, John, John, he got it figured out. And it was fun. It's good when you're actually like in a raid to have push to talk There's because some, yeah. you just don't want to be randomly talking when. Important people are shouting <clears throat> commands. See, John, you have leaders in raids. Yeah, yes. raid. Um, but yeah, what does this all mean for you, the listener? That's that's a good question. So, if you haven't been keeping track, I, I do a terrible terrible job of actually, I think, getting the number right most weeks. But this is episode one hundred ninety seven. I made sure before I started there the day are to look at things I must say today. We yeah. need to clarify. Uh, so we are a couple weeks away now from two hundred. So two hundred. Uh, I think what we are going to plan to do 
is when we record, we are going to also broadcast live on Twitch. Maybe we'll do an AMA uh, about that. That's Ask Me Anything for those apparently who don't use Reddit. We knew. What um, are you talking about? We, we knew right what you were talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or or something else. We haven't figured out what the topic will be for the show. We got an idea. We got a really good idea. Um, we may do a drunk cast. We're not sure yet. We're not that. Uh, it may be a different day than our usual recording and a different time just so that we can have as many people as they want or who wants to can join in. But we got more details. We'll keep you posted as we get closer to it. But just something to think about. As long as technology does not fail us, we plan to live stream that episode. And if you're sitting here going, oh, but I don't, I don't want to go to Twitch for your 200th. I just want, I just want my iTunes download. And I want to just hear it. It will be there it's, too. It, whatever we record from that night is going to be the show that you will get. Yes. Um, for episode 200 on your, on whichever way you download the show or listen to the mm-hmm. show show so hey uh, no worries okay hakuna matata side request if you really want to help us out go to twitch.tv go to our channel twitch.tv dot or i'm sorry twitch.tv slash weekly games chat and follow us even if you're not a big twitch watcher if you've got a twitch account on there hit the follow button it would really help us out uh and it may lead to bigger things you never know so let's hope we we appreciate it but that said other things went on this week. Uh, I was sitting here thinking uh, on the way over here, like, you know, normally we say, hey, I watched this or this went down. Yeah. The last two weekends, the last two Saturdays in particular, I've been consumed uh, with with cheerleading competitions in Atlanta. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't Can been able to. Can you expand on that, please, before? <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> well, I have a daughter who's in cheer, there John. There you go. And she's had competitions. So the last couple of weekends have been go to bed pretty early Friday night because we have to get up a pretty early Saturday morning to get to where we got to go. Are you sure it just wasn't, he was like just going up there? Uh, what do you do for fun? I drive up to Atlanta on weekends and watch cheerleaders. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, John? Yeah. <laughs> um, Nine, Put the one, lotion in the basket. One. Um, Put the lotion it, in the basket. Would you? I feel like outside of playing the game that we're talking about next weekend, I spent my weekend at the movies. You watched us, you right? You saw something that I, I saw was two shocked things. about. Yeah, I saw two, two things. Two things. <laughs> uh, yeah, first I went and saw us on Friday night, which is pretty dang good. I wouldn't say it's as good as Get Out, but that is easily probably my favorite thing I've watched this year. So is it, um, is it suspense? Is it horror? Is it a combination of it's, both? It's a what lot more it? horror. Um, horror. <laughs> horror. Horror. And uh, it's also a lot horror. more open-ended. So there's, it, it's been this movie that since I've gotten done with it, I've been just going back and thinking about like, oh, what, what this mean? And, and how did this play out from this early part of the movie to what they're talking about at the end of this movie and those kinds of things. But, uh, symbolism. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of <laughs> interesting <laughs> concepts in it. And like, since then I've just been talking, anyone who's seen the film, I've been talking to them about it and we're all kind of in agreement. It's like, yeah, mm. this is just interesting piece of, of film but uh it's also really funny i mean it has some great moments i did not realize that uh for those who watched tim and eric that tim heidecker's in there uh he's he's the husband to elizabeth moss's character and i was like oh that's random because he's a big comedian he's not really known for acting or anything but he plays his part in here very well kind little head bob for kind of, you he's kind of wondering. a little bit of a d-bag but you know little head bob alert little head bob alert from chris head bob alert 
but the other thing I saw, which I wasn't expecting, but I couldn't pass it up because it was only six bucks and, and someone offered to give me the ticket, uh, was Shazam. I got to see it early. Shut your face. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that fall in your lap? I'm a little jelly. Uh, basically, I knew it was a possibility out there and it just... Someone said, like, well, it's only six bucks, and I owe you six bucks, so you want me to get your ticket? This like, is perfect. Yeah. It's like perfect math right now. Someone so, owed you six bucks? So, and they, I bought Aaron his drink, the, uh, at, uh, so like, he was like... I was like, what a uh, random amount yeah, to owe somebody. Bite. Right? Six dollars and, and, and 31 cents. And then to feel yeah. so I in debt... I passed up to 31 cents. Okay. <laughs> to feel so in debt that you're like, I gotta get that many because, six dollars back. Exactly. Well, the only way you could get... Um, tickets right Mm -hmm. was through fandango and me for those who don't know i'm an amc a-list member a stubs member yeah it's great because i love it i pay i've easily i've paid what so far i've paid maybe 60 or 80 dollars and i think i'm up to as far as price of tickets that i've gotten out of it like somewhere close to 300 dollars already so i'm winning you know sure i probably buy a a, you know a a drink or a popcorn every now and then popcorn that's, that's about it yeah yeah I'm really, uh, I really need to tighten up on that AMC Stubbs member stuff. It's worth it. I do. If you, especially if there's, you know, if they continue to have movies that come out, I want to watch. Um, that's the thing. <laughs> that's though. how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Cause if they, what if crappy movies come out, Chris? You're just wasting your money. Exactly. So how was it? I enjoyed it a lot. I was, I was, I think it's, um, you say I it? wouldn't say it's better than Wonder Woman or anything like that, but it's the DC movie I've most enjoyed on the level of, of Wonder Woman since. You the whole entire like, DC. You didn't like Aquaman? I wasn't huge on Aquaman, no. Dude. I love um, Aquaman, sorry. And it, 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 it's amazing. To, to its credit, it commits to the Shazam as far as, especially the version that's in the new 52, uh, pretty wholeheartedly. Like, if you're a fan of that, and or just a fan of the history of the character too, you will not leave that theater uh, disappointed. So is he wearing some sort of cosmetic bodysuit? I almost wonder if he is. It looks like I don't remember Zachary Zachy what is it? Zachary Levi, that's his name. Like I don't remember him on Chuck ever being that ripped. Well, I know I know he bulked up. I mean, yeah. but that looks like he was wearing some sort of muscle suit. I, I'm guessing. Which is <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time on this show. But it works. It works because of course, right, like his outfit really, yeah. you know accentuates himself. Yeah. yeah, it builds out. Like his richardness? Yeah. Tell me about that. What? No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing that's maybe a little bit lacking, um, what you call it, Mark Strong's uh, Dr. Savina, or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Uh, Who's Mark Strong? Mark know. Strong, who, resident bad guy? Did he's, he's like been a bad guy in everything. He the, was he the host of Double Dare? I remember the terrible, okay. He was, was Double Dare. He was the bad guy in. I used to live for Double Dare. The family Double Dare. I was like, my family could go. My he, favorite part was digging through the nose. Yes. Yeah. He was, uh, he was the bad guy in one of the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey. He's still going, dude. He was the bad guy. He was, uh, what you call it? Oh, from Green Lantern. Um, red face dude. Who saw Green Lantern? I did. With Brian Love from Reynolds. <laughs> Uh, he's the bad, he was the bad guy in there. I mean, like he's just known for playing bad guys. That's what one of his things he he does. He plays other things every now and then. What's the name again? Mark Strong. He's British, bald. He also did Unwrapped on the kind of looks Network. like a Bruce Willis type dude, skinnier, taller. Mm. What'd but you say, Sean? He said he's also the host of Unwrapped on the Food Network. <laughs> same same guy, same joke. That is a villainous role. <laughs> say, hey, you know who's the host of Unwrapped now? I think Carlton. 
That guy. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, like everyone recognizes him. Yeah. It's like a combination of Bruce Willis that's, and an ostrich. That's clearly yeah, he was Matt, the bad guy that's, that's in Kick. We can't say that word. Uh, he wasn't a bad guy in this movie. Tinker, Tinker Taylor. Tinker Taylor, the soldier spy. Uh, Zero he was Dog the bad 30, guy. The or imitation no, game. That's right. Kingsman. He was Merlin and Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's probably the best one I should have gotten with. He was in the sequel of Kingsman as well. <laughs> he won't yeah, be in he's, the He's got one. himself a career. The uh, Kingsman, yeah. are, they're two of my favorite movies. The Secret Service but, uh, and the Golden Circle. He's not like the most built out bad guy ever or anything. like. It's not like to me like the level, say, like a Killmonger, but... It is like he's your classic Bond villain, but he, yeah, like they give him solid motivation. Like you mm-hmm. understand exactly what he's doing. It's not just like I'm. It's not like how say, um, what was it? Uh, Justice League was where it was just like guy shows up and he's trying to get glowy things, and you don't really have context to anything he's saying. It's like no, no, no. You really do understand where his motivation comes from. It's it's basic. It's introduced and it's like okay. He's not the main focus of this movie, but he does exactly what you need him to do. Uh, but yeah, cool. I, I'm interested to see where that goes. I, I really hope that does well and there's more in store. You're going to forget about it when Endgame comes out. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. It's po- I took that day off. So. Do you, I, I, I did too. Yeah, because Days Gone comes out that day and I was just like. That's not why I took that day off. I could take a, took it off because my friend was like, hey, go watch Endgame with me. And I said, okay. I That's I all that matters. Well, well. Can I, can we could go because I, I can go three uh, times in a week. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a rare Thursday DJ event. Ooh, uh, the day before, and then I'm gonna take the next day off, John, to hang with my friend uh, to watch Endgame together. Shishman. But I can't come. Can, can I go? Can you? If I'm off, can I go? I don't know because I'm gonna go. I don't know. I don't know if he likes you. You, you know, we. He loves me. I don't know if he likes you. Just, him or besties. Who do you think it is? Shishman. Shish, no. Shishmate? No. Shishmore? No. Oh, I'm running out of friends here. Shishmink Kenny? Shish. <laughs> he goes, Shishmink Kenny? <laughs> Shishmink D? No, we're going to. Do you know what I did? Mm. I turned on my Xbox for the first time to play a game in probably. Mm. What game? Since 2018. <laughs> wow. I know what game. It, it's going to be the game we talk about next week. Oh. That's where I bought it. Okay. You really? know why I bought it? Because I, I, John, because <laughs> I go, because John had, John had put out, I think, a picture that he bought it on Xbox. Do you know what I forgot? What? That John bought a 1X. He did. <laughs> so he calls me and he goes, you, you, what would you get it on Xbox? Why? Because <laughs> I was torn. Because of the I, power of six you know, billion it's actually funny. No, he um, says that, right? And I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Uh, it actually, as far as frame rate, runs better on PS4. It's, it's fine. I, I just, don't know why. I've actually, uh, it's weird. I, I feel I felt like this was a, you know how sometimes we individually feel like a game is a certain console's game? Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like this was an Xbox game for me. I don't, I don't, I don't See, have I'm the opposite. Like, from software, like, yeah, normally. From software. Uh, <laughs> normally, like, for instance, like, yeah. I had no allegiance, even though I played all the other Devil May Cries on on PlayStation. Uh, I had no problem buying that game on Xbox One X, but for some reason, just because I am so used to playing all these Soul games on that console, I was just like, I would rather have a PlayStation controller. For do, this. do you know? Speaking of controllers, do you know what else I bought myself? 
Did you get you an Elite controller? No, no. But I did get me a new controller that's not wired finally for that system. Ooh. I got I, Yeah, I had that bootleg wired uh, off-brand controller that I was using. Mm-hmm. And you wonder I, why you hate the console. I had given my brother two two wireless controllers that he destroys because he can't win at Fortnite like he's supposed to. But you can get 125 million. Yeah. I don't understand how that <laughs> worked out. Dude, it, it ended up going over to at least 150 before I went to bed. Yeah. On Instagram. And what we're talking about last what? night that could pick up from the uh, the stream, my brother comes running into my room and he goes, oh, my God, I got this many views on my Instagram post. And at what at one point it was like, what, 16K? And then yeah. before I go to bed, it's like 150K views. Yeah. It was so. What did he post? It was, it was a, a trick shot move, like a thing he was just doing really fast on Fortnite. But see, that was the thing. Like, watching it, I couldn't even discern what was going on. And yeah. I've played Overwatch a good bit, but I was like, what did he hit? I was yeah. like, I don't know who he killed or when he actually killed Fortnite, the person. Not Overwatch. Yeah, I'm just going to let that go. Okay. Oh, uh, was it Fortnite? Yeah, I was going to let okay, that go. Okay, okay, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> well, same thing. I, I, just like, I just like when you're wrong and dumb. No, I thought it was Overwatch <laughs> because it had to be Overwatch, yeah. He doesn't own Overwatch. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that in first person? He's still trying to convince yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't touch the first person. Yeah. In, in over, or in it might have been Call of Duty. I don't know. Oh, it looks Penny. very, um, yeah. yeah, Penny's blowing it. Did you give her beans today, bro? She's going to get a bone here. Oh. No, Chris, don't do it. What does that mean? <laughs> Chris, please don't. Like, I don't want to drink my drink because I think there's uh, sharticles on it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, have you ever gone into like your work restroom, right? And somebody's <laughs> dropping some deucages. <laughs> you happen to have a piece of gum in your mouth. And do you spit that gum out when you leave? No. Do you just keep on chewing? I keep on chewing. Cause Cause you, you just think that you don't chew the, while you're in there. You try not to, but you, you just, walk in unbeknownst to the deuce droppages until the. <laughs> I don't um, think the feet tell you. Well, when you walk you in, think in the that, poop particles and, seep and that into wave your mouth. of stank comes at you <laughs> when you're at the urinal, you go, I got gum in my mouth. What should I do? John, I was in the bathroom. Somebody was deucing, and now my gum tastes different. <laughs> I got pink eye of the mouth. All right. <laughs> But other than that, man, um, yeah. <laughs> what did you do this week? Anything? I worked in the yards. I did that too, but man. that's not good for podcasting. So it's I'll not bring good. it up. And uh, <laughs> I played a lot of a game and a little bit of another game. Same. And I'm. I think I reversed what you did. Yeah, you probably did because <laughs> I owned you guys last night. Even though it was, we were you working didn't together. Own me? We were working together. This it wasn't is your like problem. An Everything's about you, John. <laughs> sure it is. I had, I did start an interesting documentary that I noticed offhand on mm. Netflix: the disappearance of Madeline McCann. We watched mm. that two years ago. That's got to be new, right? Am I old? <laughs> I have no idea. I've not watched it. I, I've seen it. I just wanted to mess with you. Yeah. So it's probably fine. I don't remember much about it when it happened. About ten years ago, little girl disappears and on vacation, and oh, all, I, that the all one I remember, in, uh, like the Bahamas or whatever, was uh, Portugal. No. Oh, okay. All so I remember, all I remember yeah. about the with I'll, Jordan Vandersloot. I'll talk later. Natalie was her name, Vanderlue. something like that. Yeah, that's Aruba. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what he's that thinking. Was what that was like two thousand six or seven. It's context, man. <laughs> See, John, context is. You really gonna tell me what context <laughs> is? <laughs> I invented context, okay? I no, did two how, things. I got really you, good at owning and division, and I got context. Well, I hear you things. have a really awesome turret. So I do. <laughs> My turret is awesome. That's funny. 
My turret is <laughs> your, very your, awesome. Your, your turret wasn't doing anything last night. Oh, it was. Trust mm. me. John Rambo was doing everything. <laughs> John was like right next to me trying to hover down and, and he was guarding this side. I will give him that. What but side is that, Chris, about for the listeners? The left side. Nope. Left and then, side. like, I literally nope. just watched four people in a row run there, and I just kept aiming with my turret. You mean all those guys shooting. that kept running towards you? Yes. Yeah, I was popping all of them. And I was popping them, too. This is great. Man. This is what you need to watch this Twitch for, people. I don't know if you Go know watch this. the Twitch and see for yourself. I will. I have the video. It's the right. video. The video. There was something. I'm here you on your flank my... just going, pop, 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 pop. There was... Man, my turret's really amazing. <laughs> I wish. That... Look, next time when it something was. funny like John not having audio. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to mark that time. So uh, we, John has that special gun in division, by the way, that kills everyone with one bullet magically. Listen to me. Do you imagine how funny it would have been to have on the board today, John coming in saying it. This thing's pushed to talk, and just anytime we wanted to, just hit that over and over and over. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, it's good stuff, man. Besides that, though, and we had a good time. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I can't wait to do it again with something else. I don't know what will be. You're serious? You don't, you don't want to do division anymore? You done? I definitely. Well, I mean, we'll get to that, won't we? Yeah, we could get that right now, actually. Baby! Are, are we doing a? Is that today's thing? Yeah, I suppose. Son of a! <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Let's do Give this. me five more minutes. Right. Let's do it. Topic time. 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 The topic is... You almost leaned in to give the news. I almost said news. <laughs> you're just trying to... Penny's uh, got a bone. <laughs> Big bone. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we might have been Little singing something. Yeah. Because she's got a big bone. Um, everyone's like, what? It, what? It's it's a it's like a throwback to uh, Patton Oswalt's uh, Sadness Bowls. Oh, yeah. Eating my lunch. Yeah, 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 that. Okay. I won't do his joke here. Go check that out. He does it much better. And then she, she's going to get up on, of course you're going to get up on the couch and eat your big bone. If I and hear that gonna, dog eating that bone, dude. <laughs> right. I, I uh, but the topic is Division 2. Uh, a game no, no, by no, no, no. a small independent company. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Division 2. Yeah, if you're going to say it, say it I right. I feel like Chris. it's weird they put that on there just because it's like Tom Clancy literally was dead when this game started being made. That means nothing, dude. I mean, I know. guess it's technically set in that universe of Ghost Recon, maybe. I don't know. And for the record, I love saying looter shooter. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> looter shooter. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, follow up to the successful financially to 2015 or 2016 i want to say it does not feel like 2015 if that's the case that's a good question i want to be accurate here Uh, let's see hey 2016 uh, the sequel to tom clancy's the division from 2016 well there you go it is march uh but yeah (laughs) is uh unlike the first one which took place in the cold frigid winters of new york city new york city this one moves it to the humid swamp yeah of washington dc and i can tell you that part accurate very accurate that Mm -hmm. place if you go there in july sucks well in the in the first one the thing that happens happened already yeah they don't (laughs) really even give you uh In the intro, like for those who didn't play, I don't think they even give you too much context to everything 
that went on. Like I remember the lead up to the first game, there were all these promotional videos of like showing kind of like society falling apart and all that. It was kind of a, stuff. it was some sort of virus, wasn't it? Yeah. Basically terrorists put, um, originally, I think it was like on money. Um, that yeah, they put that's it, right. Yeah. Everybody got it. You but in the idea of this one, you're like, well, how's this really like, why is it that this is in the summer? If it's in a different city, you know, how's your character going to relate? And basically the way it gets around that is the idea that you're a division agent who at the beginning is kind of off in the world doing covert op works with the other people when the whole entire events of the original division go down and then you are coming back and you are coming to the nation's capital to save it. And it takes you basically till the spring or summer, I guess, to finally get there. Yeah. So when you're, this is not your character from division one. This no. is not the same people from division one. This is completely new operation that's being set up in our nation. And capital. it's, it's cool because I didn't feel like the connection between, and maybe, maybe my memory is just failing me here, but, uh, the bad guys from division one. Yeah. I didn't feel as, as if, as if I understood right off the bat, like I do with this one, like Chris said, this one leads in. It's months later. I think it's like six or seven months to be exact after the thing happens. Yeah. Um, and what you're coming into is a civil war basically from the good guys and the bad guys. You yeah. know, it's, it's like the post apocalyptic, whatever the thing happened. And now you're, now you're, you're a good guy and you got to take out the bad guys who are trying to really get a hold on the city as it is and take control of certain yeah. things. There's like little out, it's similar to the first one when you get there. The division is just setting up shop. Uh, the <laughs> that's great, great. Uh, so the division themselves, they are setting up Holy. shop at the White House. Uh, there are settlements out there of people who are just good, honest, decent people trying to survive this thing and find a way of life. And then there's the other side where you have all these gangs that are forming militant groups and and trying to take control for their own purposes. Um, you, you mentioned the uh, other people that, that aren't what we are in division, which we are what, uh, J, JRF? J- yeah, it's something like that. I can't JRF remember. JRF agent? JRF. So it's a word agent, right? You're an agent. There's Super just, special guy agent. There's other people who just have guns and they, they don't want to put up with the violence, so they're kind of yeah. doing their own patrolling. And, and, and if you remember, the first division felt empty. John, you don't feel that possibly in this one, but the first one – one of the big issues was when you were walking down the city streets, it was kind of an empty, barren. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot closer to like I am legend. Yeah. Walking yes. around that. And this is a little bit more alive. You have like deer and you have, yeah. it seems like the bad guys are more prevalent and, and, uh, in more spots. You have the other people who are doing their own thing that aren't agents. And, uh, I think they've really stepped up the game. Well, I think you know? one of the big things that plays to its advantage, right, is I'm willing to bet technically they were limited. In the first game, because, of course, pretty much all the fact that it's in Manhattan, everything is a huge high rise, like everything is multiple stories upon stories going up. And that, of course, takes power to render graphics for that. And here, of course, anyone who like they even explain, I think, in Minority Report, D.C. has zoning laws where pretty much there are no humongous tall skyscrapers in D.C. It's you know, about the Capitol and that kind of stuff. Like the, the Washington monument is probably the tallest thing in DC. So therefore, because of that and just the outlay of the city, there are so many more distinct feeling areas when you're going around that city than there are in the original one. It just doesn't feel like another corridor or streets. 
And maybe the most you see is that you can recognize in the first one that, oh, you're in the Chinese district or something. Here it's like, no, 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 I'm in this open park area that's very <clears throat> marshy and has definitely grown out of control in the time since I've left versus like here I am at the Capitol building or I'm over by the different uh, Smithsonian places. They all feel very distinct and unique to them. Well, it's almost a brilliant choice by Ubisoft to to set this in DC because as I understand it, why it's not an exact replica, it's a pretty close replica yeah. of DC. Street by street, building yeah. by building. And and while they you know, while they make Spider Man an impressive looking Manhattan, you know that it's not Manhattan. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. really hard to do that. I mean yeah. well, what yeah. was the Assassin's so, Creed uh the one with Paris proved that <laughs> because they sure. had so many issues. For they sure. try to do that scale to scale. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but we are JT. We're former JTF agents. There you go. Joint task force. Joint task force. That's what it stood for. They're just like take two military words and just throw darts until you, they sound good. <laughs> so right off the jump, I was uh, I was not sure that I was gonna be able to commit to a looter shooter. Ah, sure. I mean, Anthem did not give me a first impression that I wanted. And so I was, I was, I, I bought division two, walked out of the store with it and didn't open it for a couple of days because I was like, you know, I was sending pictures to people going, Hey, I got this. And nobody really seemed to care <laughs> that much. It's like, well, cause you're not, you're not an online shooter guy. You yeah, know? no, that, that, absolutely. And so I kind of wanted to, I was kind of balancing that. I, I hope somebody will play this with me, but as I've, but as I've come to, play this game i think about 90 at least 90 percent of my time has been solo Mm. um and that is fine i'm don't get me wrong i have a blast playing it online with friends but this is to me this is this is the best of both worlds if you want to be a solo player in this game it's completely accessible i mean it it, i mean i've had no problem yeah you've done You've done main story, side quests. You've done a lot of stuff moving on by yourself. Mm-hmm. Out of the three of us at the table, you're the your highest ranking as far as the level you've attained so far. Yeah. Um, I've, I've played by myself and with other people as well. And one time I stumbled into, and I told you guys this last night, I stumbled into, um, if you, if any of you guys have played the first division, you know how the map looks and it shows you all the different icons you can explore. Well, on this map, there's little icons for this thing, stuff they call shade tech. We, and we're probably going to touch on what shade is, which is from the, that's from the first one. Is too. it? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember much. Yeah. That's you crazy. go get the tech's always been like what you used so, to upgrade. So I stumble into an actual side mission attempting to get shade tech. Um, imagine shade tech as being something you literally see on a map, you walk up to it and it's on the ground, you pick it up and that's supposed to be it. Mm-hmm. Side missions are basically almost a full fledged mission. Yeah. And, and, uh, as far as severity of the enemy attacking you mm-hmm. and all I thought I was like, this has to be the greatest shade, shade tech of all time. <laughs> that I'm trying to retrieve because this many people are coming at you. Yeah. Um, so I did have to ask for help because I was in a party and they heard the frustration. Yeah. Um, but I've learned that th- this game really relies on, and I think the first division did too, uh, the cover system mm-hmm. and the kind of pick your opportunities and, and really know the tech you have on you mm-hmm. to survive situations. Yes. See, that was sure. that was my one problem. Whereas John, it, I'm going to guess your loadout for uh, the skills when you started out was definitely driven for the idea of single player design to give you protection. I can't say I had that same loadout because when I started, I started playing with like Jeff and um, 
a couple of hours. So when I had to transition to playing by myself, I was screwed. Like I until I'm I'm completely lost about that. You know so when you, like when you go to the White House, yeah, and you and talk you, to that guy at that table, your R one and L one abilities, yeah, yeah, those are your things. So like for instance, my very first one because those who played the first one, um, Pulse was a huge deal in the first huge. one, huge, huge, especially team wise because you could just scan a whole entire room uh, and know where everyone is and how they're moving around, so you can anticipate. Even though I can't see them. I know they're coming and I need to be prepared for that. Right. Uh, they really dumbed that down this time. I don't know if eventually you can get a more powerful version of it. Right. But you know, as someone who then goes to solo and you say, that's my, my only defensive ability besides the guns I have on me, it makes it hard to set up situations where you can defend yourself. Well, I got a cop to something cause that was my first loadout. Yeah. Like and I, it didn't No, Yeah. The first it didn't bother the enhancement or it, it didn't, it didn't limit my progression into the game. It was more of like, once I got the turret, once I had the turret and, um, and I kind of went back and forth between that. And, uh, there's like a healing drone you could use, or, uh, there's also the seeker mine. I like that too. Once I started doing that, then I was like, okay, this isn't as fun as it could be if I was playing with others mm-hmm. because it's just it's an easier situation to know that if I die or I go down, someone can at least help me up. Right. Um, versus knowing I got to restart this whole entire final fight again. But once I had that, it became much more manageable playing solo. Well, and, uh, admittedly, and, I, and I'm telling on myself because I'm kind of new to these types of games, I didn't adopt a secondary uh, like the left shoulder button. Yeah. I didn't even adopt one until a few days ago. Yeah. So, I mean, for, in, in my experience, the difficulty has not really been there for me mm. to just go through on my own. And I don't, I can't, I don't know why, but could just be the guns. Uh, maybe I, I'm kind of, you could be better than you realize you are at a shooter as well. Yeah. Well, it's always possible. possible. Maybe a lot of the time you spent offline playing shooters, this game isn't really a PVP environment. No, it's not. It's and a PVE, mm-hmm. you know, of course, until you go to the dark zone, which is, is in this game again. Yeah. Yeah, Anybody, now that will be the interesting. You, yeah. I have not done dark yeah. zone at all. I haven't either. I'm scared yeah. of that place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have too many bad memories of the yeah. first They say dark it's zone. different. They, they, say. they promise it's different. Um, we can't speak on that yet because we just all agreed that we had not been to the dark zone. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, maybe... you, you guys talk about New York being this place that's completely dead. Nothing, nothing really unique. You like you turn and turn around the corner and it looks like the street you were before. Yeah. I could say in this, in this particular game, while the, while the upper, le- while, while the, the world itself I mean, there's just, there's a lot of color in it. There's a lot of, like you said, a lot of wildlife, but the missions themselves, Mm. there's never been an environment in the missions. Mm. And this could be a credit to the city because you're going into the Smithsonian and you're going through all these museums. There's been, there's never been an environment where I'm on a mission where I go, that looks the same. Um, Every, every level loadout has been unique and different and you just catch yourself looking around you know, looking at these giant old American flags and, yeah. and then you're in this prehistoric museum and it's like, wow, they really committed to making the environment not look so boring and washed out and repetitive. I will say, yeah, that's true for the main missions. And and to be fair to Division 1, that was actually true, too, because like the very first mission you go through is that freaking Madison Square Garden and going through that. And is you walk cool. through uh, like you're on the high rise. Yeah. And you can oh, see nice. the hoops down there and the setup for it. Yeah, uh, but like. Dope. 
I will say, you know, kind of similar to the first one, if you're going to the more smaller side missions, that's where you kind of see the just like here's generic area for it to go through real quick. Like, oh, look, it's a lab again and or like something like that where you just descend down or it's a parking garage. Right. But, yeah, you're right. You are right. Like when you actually go to the main things like going around the Native History Museum or going to uh, the Space Museum, the Air uh, Museum or Air and Space Museum. Uh, and then the mall, you know, the mm-hmm. national mall and those kinds of things. Like that's where you're like, that's where DC has probably advantage over more cities because of course, of course, like m- most cities, their tourism isn't built in history. Like DC is mm-hmm. like DC is the true, that's the one true city in America that is built for that. So just to like go, Oh man, I wonder if like, you know, I can go to something like the FDR Memorial or I can go to the Capitol building or I can go and find uh, the World War II monument or something like that. Like that's all kind of possible in this game if you're willing to dig and and walk around. And that's what is really cool about being in a place like I'm, I'm the last game I can remember playing that was set in D.C. was Fallout 3. And I, I keep coming back. I'm like, I don't know why more games don't use this as a setting. If it's just yeah. like an issue or what, you know, but it is a great setting for a game. Um, cool. Now that said, my one issue I've had in this game, and John, you experienced it with me firsthand, is scaling. Mm. Uh, not so much like last night when we were pretty close, the three of us. So it didn't really matter. Like John was, I think you were like 17 or 18 when we joined you. And Sean was like, oh, you're talking about level scaling. Yeah. Level scaling. Like he was 11 or 12. I was 13 at the time. So it jumped us up to John's level, but it really was, it was doable. Um, John and I had an opposite experience though, where like at the time we were like maybe both level eight or nine and two of our friends came in. One was 24, Kevin and Jeff, a friend of the show, like 16 or 17. Yeah. And it jumped us up to a point where. One, Jeff was having problems because it was almost at the barrier for himself where he was having problems. And me and you were in a position where even though our guns would do enormous amounts of damage and we could take people down, if we got hit once, it was pretty much you're instantly going to be down. And yeah. it was... I had that experience, too, when I joined yeah. uh friend of the show, Adam. Or he's not friend of the show. He's just Adam. Yeah. Right? I think uh, maybe he listens. I don't know. No, he's never been on, so we can't say that. Um, but you know, those guys are in the twenties, Kevin, all, and, and you, you scale up to where they're at and you go on these missions and I'm constantly dropping. Like I'm, I'm hitting people. Like you say, I'm getting kills, but as soon as they touch me with anything, I'm done. I'm so, down. so let's take this as far as a design choice in another game that doesn't do this. So correct. They bring you up to the top level player. Yes. Like you'll notice that you'll, if you look, it'll show first, it'll show your true level. And then there'll be a little error goes over and say 18, 19. If you actually look at your party loadout yeah. at the bottom, if you had people who were your level <clears> and someone high join, you'll see the adjusted level that they're saying. And the, you're what do you think the right design now. choice is for that? So you can play with your friends and it, it you still, yeah. you still can hang. And so, so they're like, say you're playing like a, not what I mean. What, why would the design choice be what it is in division two? I don't, what I was I'm guessing the about. only reason is the idea that if, Say you have three level 30s, they can't just pull a person who's level five into it and pull them through the late game missions um, easily, right? But I kind of, uh, to me, what would make more sense, what I would do is I would scale the XP down to something comparable that the person would get and I would give them the same amount of armor, right? 
Like, it doesn't matter if Sean is level 5 and I'm level 30. Me and him can go do this mission together and we can have fun. Sure, he might not have uh, all the tech abilities that I do, and he might not have all the little benefits like the modifications and, and all that that I have to my weapons, but he can actually go through and feel like he's contributing and uh, not just hitting two people and then going down and then I get them when I can. You think there's a possibility, and this is not a defense because you guys would know better than me, you think there's a possibility that from a design choice, Ubisoft doesn't want the idea of leveling yourself up quick mm-hmm. when you jump into a level 24 game. Yeah, of course. Sure. It allows it, but it doesn't. But it doesn't make it easy for you. Yeah, you have to sort of hang back, be the guy on mm. the outskirts, pop one when you can. Then, if you get through the mission, you'll get you'll get a couple of bumps up. But from a design choice, it seems like like mm-hmm. that time you were leveling me up in Diablo three. Yeah, you know I was staying out of the way, but once yeah. oh, if yeah. I got hit, I was out. So oh, that, yeah, you were. So it didn't scale me up in that game. No, but that's a but very different. It is yeah. a very different game, but the concept of leveling leveling you up quicker. Mm exists in both games does it not yeah but that's more of a difficulty thing right so i was i was leveling you up quick because i was playing like on a difficulty you right. could not obtain like right that is selecting the game i could have easily ran you through at your difficulty okay so that's the difference here and i think like to me if they want to do that the better uh scenario for it right would be instead of doing it the way they're doing it why not take someone who's a higher level and if you're joining my game level them down in terms of damage output and, and armor. So that way, you know, there's not this advantage uh, to the person who is uh, like <clears throat> coming in and, and like, yeah. yeah, they can't just level up and, and go fast, gotcha. but we could all play together and still have a lot of fun. Yeah. It's about they're, community. They're, man. There's still the challenge. And yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, Did that's you guys it's, have, I mean, we, I was not significantly higher than you guys. Did no. you have any challenges? No. Like if it's easy. a couple, it yeah, yeah. If it's okay. a couple levels different. It's not a problem. The, okay. yeah. the, the reasons I went down last night were, were simply because I didn't take cover mm. and I tried to be John Rambo jr. <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> to what was yeah, when, when I went down last night, I knew it was going to happen. Like it was like, Oh dang, I didn't see that guy coming. Yeah, and so and all of a sudden me. I'm just trying to get out of way and get to some place I can heal. And I, wasn't able to do it right gotcha. yeah. it wasn't okay. versus like that night me and you played the same mission sean and i did last night uh when we did that with jeff and and kevin i mean you and not you remember i was we were fun. me it and you were fun. yeah we were like out of the way letting those two guys take the hits and and kevin was carrying us as much as possible because he was the level 24 and they probably they probably weren't having fun no <laughs> none of to, us were you yeah. know yeah uh, Kevin, I think, like managed four attempts, and then he said, "I'm moving on with my life, guys. Y'all yeah. have fun." <laughs> I uh, I don't remember there being as many uh, loot options during the world, like the little backpacks and the gun. Cave yeah, they had a little bit in the first one, but they definitely. This expanded. is everywhere. Once you once you are going oh, through it, you realize that if you walk up to a book bag, you can get loot. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the gunplay being worse in one. I think it's still a solid aspect of this game yeah the actual aiming and shooting and it just feels good the one um with the little loots the one thing i don't like mm -hmm. is right like so there are some that give you like incendiary incendiary like ammo and all that and it doesn't like let you just go i want to store this and then activate it's just like 
your I next it was 30 shots. I, yeah, I thought it was some mechanic I wasn't figuring out. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden I yeah. shoot someone, they burst into flames. I'm exactly. like, oh, but I was like, man, that would have been helpful to save for a boss fight like when I need it. <laughs> like when you're playing Zelda and you just use all your bomb arrows mm-hmm. and you're like, I could have. Why, why don't we just use my regular arrows for now, yeah. guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> getting rewarded with loot. Um, it's like you have this for a while. You have this. You become attached to the to your, to a favorite weapon. I don't know if you guys have a favorite weapon, but yeah. I've got. That a, may pick up through the mics. Yeah, y'all keep talking. We'll keep talking. The crunchy crunch. Yeah, because yeah, I can hear it. I yeah, can hear it. But but we we're here. I don't know if it's going to pick up. But yeah, I um, there's a particular weapon that I became attached to. But it's a, it's stuck at a level. So if you get and, a better it's stuck gun, stuck at a level. But it. But I have I have found that as I'm progressing up, I'm still finding that weapon at a higher level. So I mean I like Which that. Which weapon is it? it uh, it's like it's it's a semi-automatic rifle. Um, it's very high on accuracy, and it's a. Here is my a, rifle. Here is my gun. I think it's an SIR. Is that a thing? Yeah, I That's think the, sir. I think the code said SIR, and then a number three digits. Oh, sir, Did, I haven't found sir, a. Um, yeah. I haven't found Maybe a. Not. <laughs> a shotgun yet I've liked in there. It's it's not felt very opportune. Oh, like, I've loved the shotgun. Well, I've heard that, but uh, right now I have a, sni- a sniper rifle. Which is yeah, yeah, those are those are great. And then like I usually do an LMG, um, and either just a regular AK type gun, or else if I have it, a sniper rifle with a high powered scope and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I use the um, I use the single trigger, single shot. Mm-hmm. semi-automatic rifles because you can control them a whole lot exactly better. yeah and they do damage when you connect yeah you know? so it's kind of like do. the idea is if someone's far away use that and then if the seriousness is coming or the heavies have come out then you switch to the lmg and you just light them up mm-hmm. yeah like like in destiny one of the guns I, I i really grew to love was the scout rifle and it was that same mechanic it's a single shot you control how many times you squeeze the trigger is how fast it's going to shoot the gun, mm-hmm. and they had great accuracy, and they usually did great damage. Yeah, oftentimes I find I don't even need the sniper rifle when I'm carrying. Because you yeah, you're doing because I can hit them from 200 yards. I, I do remember being able to put scopes and like front grips and different um, things on your gun earlier on in Division One. Maybe mm-hmm. again, that's my memory failing me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but in this game, I haven't put an attachment on a gun yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, like a, a scope, and I haven't. You should ne- do that. I, I haven't needed yeah, it, it though. It's no, you it's, should. It's helped. It, it helps, like like if you don't, even if you're not using the ones that actually have the huge optical things, yeah. where it's just like maybe you zoom a little bit closer when you're aiming. It's you get so many perks in terms of damage by doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it will say like you do an extra percent, like fifteen percent against elites or something like that. Yeah, pretty so, awesome. I mean, start modding, bro. Yeah, start 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 modding, bro. <laughs> um, I will say that for me, having played Division One, I, I do like the setting, like you mentioned. I feel like I like the story better, even though the story is kind of just there for me. But for me, I need it. I don't want to just yeah. fly through the missions. I like hearing what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I like hearing when you finish the mission, what you've done. You're helping the base, and I remember having that feeling in the first game. But for me, this is just different, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I like everything they've added from the loot aspect i love the loot's been solid yeah that's what they they're consistently making it where when you get done with the mission you feel like sure you're not going to use three-fourths of it but you always feel like you've gotten something out of it and then you have a bunch of stuff to either sell off or break down for material to to make things for later i like i like my main base being the white house right oh yeah i don't know why that's pretty cool that's that's huge that's huge huge. it's a huge house Um, john i know you love uh or you haven't brought up the fast travel system 
<laughs> which is something I was kind of waiting it's on. It's good. It, it's, <laughs> it's it works, right? It's good. It's a thing. It's a thing. They yeah. did. They had it in the first one too. I but don't like matchmaking in the game. If you, I don't know if you I guys have done that. We've it. only joined each it's, other. I don't, I don't talk to strangers. If there's <laughs> like, if there's one thing you know, like, okay, coming from Anthem to this, right? The big first difference I think you get is like, oh wow, unlike Anthem, this is a very stable game that runs exceptionally well and feels good at every moment right it feels like someone designed a world yeah, yeah. that is designed for uh for shooters and and gear and or i'm sorry loot and all those kinds of things but the one thing i don't like versus anthem you know anthem when you would go and you queue up for a mission if if it's just me and sean playing or just us three playing right they always make sure there's a fourth person there I don't have to do anything else. I just have to start the mission and and I'm there, right? Uh, versus here, if I want to do a specific mission and I want to do it with people, I have to run to that location in the world. And there's usually a spawn point for matchmaking right outside that mission. And then I have to select it. And depending on how it loads, Either people will come into the game and then they can spawn to me, which is great. Or else if I go to someone else's, I end up right back at a safe house. And then I've got to run right back to the mission again to restart it. No, I get or, that. Or I get teleported like three-fourths of the way through and I'm just helping out where I can. So I kind of miss the whole entire point. And the only other option is to go to these kiosks or, or I think you can even do it straight from uh, like your own pause button and all that. And just select a random mission, which again, you just have no idea where but you're it, being thrown into and what part of it you're going to get thrown into. I think they do so that. that should be better. I think they do that because the game is catered to, to like as John alluded to earlier, to play by yourself. Any mission you run up to, you can play by yourself. I don't remember doing anything by myself mission wise in Anthem. It made me. Yes. Have to have four people when but I, I mean, maybe I didn't want that to happen. Even here, they want you to play with RP. I mean, it's been suggested you play with. I people. understand, but That's, like I said, Anthem didn't even really give me the choice. I had can, to play with random. You can set it to private. Yeah, you could. At Anthem? Well, mm-hmm. I traded it in too fast because <laughs> it sucked. It's way off at the bottom of the menu screens and yeah. it's not, it doesn't make itself obvious to you, but yeah, they're not wanting you to do that in that yeah. game. One of oh. the things I, and I hate. Uh, you know, I like Anthem. I've said that, but yeah, yeah. one of the things that's, that's, and I wondered if we look back, like Division Two finally gets the looter shooter right, and maybe we're just sing- giving it all its praise when we basically because it's finally giving everybody exactly what a looter shooter said. Mm-hmm. But then going forward, games will just get better and better and better, and then we look back on Division Two going, it's really not that good. The only reason we loved it so much is because it kind of promised everything and it delivered on everything yeah. on day one. It's hard to know without, of course, getting to the dark zone and seeing how that's going to play out, right? right? But big, yeah. I will say the the advantage they have, of course, like Anthem, it's their first time out. And Division had its struggles at launch. I remember that, especially with the end game. We all That was where we all fell off pretty quickly once we got to it. And you think of something like Destiny. Destiny had its struggles at launch and then figured it out about a year later when it did the Taken King and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and you guys played that for a very long time. Yeah. And the difference here between division one and division two versus destiny one and destiny two is I'm not carrying over something that I invested hundreds of hours in personally to division two. It's a completely new agent, completely new character. It's completely understandable why they're, not built up the way my character was in division one and all that kind of stuff. You know, there are certain rewards I think you got from 
uh, Ubisoft as far as if you did certain things in Division, the original. Yeah, as I got some stuff waiting on me yeah. in the Ubisoft store. But that's about it. Like, besides that, it's, hey, you know, start from the bottom, build your way up, and then go Started to the Started from game. the bottom, now we're here. And that's a lot easier to digest when it's a new character versus, you know, these Destiny people who you've been building this character for that long, and now you're just ripping them down to a place where it just doesn't feel effective. So that was their problem was finding that balance. One of the things compared to this one that, that I think is so much better and it could just be the design and it is what it is. But in Anthem, every location is cut off from the rest of it. Yeah. Like in division, you can go from a city street to a parking garage into a museum all seamlessly with no cutscenes. You have to jump into your mech suit and then a cut, then yeah. you end up in the world, and then you're done with the mission. Then a cut, then you're back in the the you know, the headquarters or yeah. whatever it is. It just seems a little bit too fragmented. Yeah, and the like world was worlds, right? Yeah, like you had the open world, which was great and fun, and then you're in first person, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. It was for the story, which I mean, to their credit, that's the one thing that they did better than anyone. I think like their story is solid. Mm. Eh. Um, sure, <laughs> but you know, it, it works very well. Um, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm enjoying my time. I would say, uh, definitely the boss we fought last night is definitely the, as you said, it's probably the most memorable moment yeah, I've had in the game really so far. Cool. Um, on an otherwise uninteresting quote unquote bosses. Yeah. Like most yeah. of them, it, it's the same thing. You go down and then like, Oh, look, here comes no. some, here comes some purples and some. The, there was a boss early on that you helped me with. Where she, she, oh, the execution she, one, yeah, where she executed yeah. somebody and you had to chase her out to the courtyard. Oh, area. she was a monster, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty she memorable. Too. So, I've had a couple of, yeah, memorable. I'm just talking yeah. about the the, the entrance and the and the showiness oh, that, that of it, yes. you know, yeah, that was total, total awesome. Sort of it's yeah. just like basically the big thing, usually, I would say with most of them, is what unique tool will they have yeah. that I have to overcome? That's usually the way it is with their boss fights. I would um, I would say that maybe you should pay attention to the story mode though. I don't want you glossing over a little it. bit. There's been some pretty yeah. cool stuff being said and done. There's no memorable cutscenes really. They're nice and short the mm-hmm. cutscenes, yeah. which I like. Um, but I'm digging the story. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a. Uh, it's it's very Tom Clancy. Like it yeah. reminds me a lot of when I played um, the la- Ghostlands uh, or Wildlands. Ghost yeah, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Which you liked, okay. Yeah, I mean, that was fun, too. I think you would actually, anyone who enjoys this would enjoy that, too, because they're built oh, on the same kind of idea. need to go ideas. buy a new game there, John. My boy. It's always on sale. Yeah. What does that mean? And I hear there's actually. people play it. I, I actually hear they introduce some Predator missions into it. Like <laughs> like the movie? The movie Predator. Like, he's he comes in and hunts you. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, for the most part, enjoying it, I wouldn't say... It's something I completely love. Um, That's really funny. <laughs> Old Goaty over there. Wait till you hear this one. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Apparently Resident Evil 2 is probably about to be uh, dethroned. Um, and that's but, okay. Yeah. Listen to your heart. Then, exactly. Copyright, copyright. No. I will cut your mic. Um, but... <laughs> If, uh, I think if you're looking for a looter and definitely, you know, I think as we proved last night, like I enjoyed going around and, and exploring, um, maybe not every time I was in the street and I would go around a corner and be like, Oh wait, there's four guys right there. <laughs> Let me backtrack real yeah. quick. But, uh, as far as like when we got together and we went through that mission, that was 
probably one of the funnest times I've had in this game, if not the funnest. So, uh, if you got a group of friends, it's definitely going to be a blast to play. Yeah. Is it Richard time? Are we going to do this? Is there anything you'd want to say about it? Yeah. No, I think we all, we, 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 I, I like when us three play games together and we do try to do that more often than not, mm-hmm. even though we don't more on often Twitch, than not. On twitch.tv slash weekly game chat every Monday at 8 p.m. But, uh, it, it, we hit on all the things. It's got a story that's tied to the first one, but you're reset as a character. The, the gameplay as far as the guns and the loot, amazing. Uh, the story for some of us is meh. Some, for some of us, we enjoy the story. The yeah, location is great. Um, and we want to see end game stuff, which we hope is promising mm-hmm. because that's where the last game fell off. And I think those, those are key points that you want to talk, you know, talk about when you're going over division two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is true. I was hoping we could reach it, but apparently it's a lot longer of a grind I've gotten. Uh, just like because of our friends who have played it more, I think one or two of them I know has hit level 30. But when you yeah. hit level 30, you start getting a gear level. I've noticed that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, that's kind of your that's, end game level. That's a, that's a thing that happens in these kind All of right, games. I'm going to skip the news. And I'm I am going to say that when we give Richards, I'm going to make an amendment of a previous Richard. Ooh, where are you okay. going to amend? I got to amend. Uh, well, do your amendment. I got to amend Anthem. Okay. What did you a, say originally? I think I think I said 8.5 for Anthem or like something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like 7.25 for Anthem. Yeah, I mean. Amended. It, it Coming into something like this, even like uh, talking to a friend of the show, Jeff, who really, you know, him and Kevin went hard into that game. And coming into this and seeing something like this is where you start to go like, look, even though I love the concept of Anthem and the core base of like actually doing the missions, you really see the issues of the world design and in uh, the systems that are set up and really the stability of it. Yeah. Right. Like when you play something like this, because no matter what, even if like the military, you know, like covert ops thing isn't so much your your forte as the sci fi things of Anthem are. There's no denying that this is very well structured Indeed. and very well Indeed. put together. Indeed. Um, with that said, are you I ready had, for your oh, Richard? No, you got another by thing? The way. You got a what? Not to the, anything in this chapter. You got an amendment? I, I, fin- I forgot to mention, I finished Devil May Cry shortly after last week's yeah. episode. Uh, 9.5 now. Mm. Uh, I'm with that. Possible goatee. Yeah. Mm. I said it would be a 9 or a 9.5. It's a 9.5. So, uh, yeah. What's uh what's everyone's Richard for this one though? John, you want to go? You're yeah, I think you need to lead off. Yeah, <laughs> this is well, fun. John's first shooter. There ever. should be the highest level of optimism <laughs> first. <laughs> no pressure, John. This is nine point five for me. Okay. I just I'm 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 so obsessed with this game at the moment. I I kind of just want to. I'm okay with trading this game in because I know I'll immediately just buy it digitally because I think I need to have this one digitally. Mm. It's just, you know, to me, this is the second game of the year that's deserving of my top five. Not saying it will end up there, but when it's all said and done, it's a 9.5. And I I say that with a caveat of having virtually zero experience with the concept of what these types of games are. There's content I haven't seen. There's Dark Zone. There's in-game content. So all of this is amendable. At some point, but at the moment, I'm having the best time, and I'm having the best time solo as well. I mean, it's just it's, it's just all, a phenomenal it's, it's a phenomenal game for me. I'll uh, I'll bump it down, not a nine five, but I think I'm going to tentatively give it a nine, Ooh. with the hopes that the end game delivers to keep it a solid nine. Right now, it's a loose yeah. nine. Uh-huh. I, I've just put the first screw in. 
to that mm. to that nine bracket, if you, you will. Um, but I, I need to see what the rest of it brings. And I'm cautiously optimistic about this game that they they fix the things that brought Division One down. Yeah. Um, and if they do, this is going to be a shooter that I'll play for a long time for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm prelim uh, prelimin. I cannot say that preliminary. Word. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Assist. <laughs> John Stockton. Right. <laughs> Am I the mailman? Yeah. You want to be Carmelo? Oh, man. Or do you want to be Sean Kemp and I'll be... Uh, Sean Kemp and you'll be Gary, Gary Payton. How about we glove? just get a score? Oh. So <laughs> you, can be, you can be Derek Fisher and I'll be Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Paxton and Jordan? I'm going to start out... <laughs> John Wall and Random Armstrong. Guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will go with... Um, I'll go eight five for now, and I, I I'm gonna say that more so cautiously optimistic, because yeah, I'm with you, Sean. I don't want to go too high yet because the last thing I want is to get to the end game and be like, oh, yeah, this is you know still kind of the same situation where yeah, the 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 ride there to the end was fun, but the main point of this is of course end game and and how that's designed. And if it's not delivering in the same vein. I don't know if I want right. to, you know, right. say it's that high personally. So, so apparently I'm balls deep in this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you usually say pelvic deep, John. That's fine. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's right. cool. Yeah. It's the family well, that's podcast. A, solid game. Yeah. It's solid. Very solid. I'm glad we all got to play it. Right. Just saying. Together. We can play TV, it again. Twitch.tv. Slash weekly game chat. <laughs> plus the shooting is just amazing. And I just yeah, feel like I'm yeah. good at this game, even though it could, it, it, like, Further down, I'll be like, nope, you got rocked. You're, you're John Rambo. That's all we need to remember. If I recall the missions for the first division, the last couple ones, they were uh, they were tough. They were yeah. beastly. Yeah. Very tough. Well, yeah, we'll just we'll leave it there. Yeah. Let's let well enough alone. At this I want point. all the Tom Clancy's. I want Ghost Recon. I want the original division. You don't want Ghost Recon. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Wildlands. Yeah, Ghost Recon. He said it was kind of like a Far Cry game. A little, what, I mean, the, yeah, it's like an top, open world. What's the one that, that got the resurgence where there's like 4v4? Oh, that's a Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, don't you don't that. want that. You yeah, will get no. owned yeah. like in that. Maybe Just, eventually you get good, but there yeah. would be a, there would be an adjustment. Is that the one where the demo was like you're going into this house rescuing, yes. Survi- yes. Uh, yes. rescuing yes. kidnapped Half the people hostages. or the robbers yes. are inside. All or half are the cops. It looked cool in. as crap. Yeah. Fire in the hole. It's very yeah. unique. You guys do well? Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like it didn't launch very well, but over time, especially on PC, that game has become like a mainstay. Nice. Yeah. It's- if while you're looking for us on weekly games chat, you see the popular games, you might see that one mm-hmm. on Twitter, Boom. Twitch, all the things. I just messed that all up. It's okay, man. Yeah, love you guys. Uh, you guys want to do some news? <laughs> yes, sure. Please. Okay. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents the news. News! I should probably pull it up for you, huh? That's a good idea. Would you guys like the news? Sure. Be good. Okay. Be I, good. I got a new seat. I got to see if I can read this. You're so close to it now. Yeah, so far away. <laughs> Do I go first? Let me go first. Okay. No. No, you're like, I don't want this long thing. No, it's fine. It's just games. This is, this is, this is awesome games. So to start it off this week, we're going to talk about the big PlayStation event that was called State of Play Livestream. I didn't watch it. I wanted to, and uh, I missed it. But good good thing we have a news department that helps me out on this. There you go. 
Sony has announced State of Play, a series of broadcasts that will show new updates regarding PS4 and PSVR games. The first episode streamed on March 25th. The focus was on VR games, and several games were announced. Uh, on April 9th, a game called Falcon Age will come out. April 16th, Table of Tales. <laughs> That's a stupid title. Unless there's a table of tales that you... I don't even know how to spin that one. On April 22nd, Jupiter and Mars. Those on, are planets. On May 21st, Everybody's Golf VR. It's surprising there's not that. a VR game for golf already. The, I think there's some whack one out there, but uh. hopefully this one's all right. On May 28th, Blood and Truth. On May 31st, Trover Saves the Universe. That's a popular series. That is. That is. Two games on June 18th, Mini Mech Mayhem and Vacation Simulator. That's wow. big. That's big. Vacation Simulator. Is that's that the, part of the Job Simulator ones? Yeah, that's the same people. Dope. Mm-hmm. Um, one that John says I should be very hype about with a TBD, and that's to be determined release date, Iron Man VR. I and thought then, it would have been uh, No Man's Sky. And then another one, <laughs> TBD. No Man's Sky, which has the potential to get me back in that game, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how, like, Iron Man, at least on the surface, seems like a really cool concept from the trailer. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, it makes sense, right? It's, it's the one hero you could do this where, like, you know, you have that UI right in front of you. So, basically. Batman. More so. Because, yeah, you he's know, walking the around way, the Batcave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had that, and that, that was fine. But, like, more so, if you think of Iron Man, the you think of those shots in the Marvel movies, like okay. where you see his face and you can see all the UI stuff. It's like, now that's you. And yeah. it's just cool. I'm Tony Stark, John. And it kind of looks you will like, never be Tony Stark. you know, it looks like almost Ouch. like it's designed like an arcade type game, you know, where, yeah, you're just consistently moving forward, but you have the ability to choose to go left or right and then use your hands as you want to, to shoot whatever's in front of you. Uh, no man's sky. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Again, another one that makes sense. Right? Yeah, I don't. I need to go watch this because I don't know what any of these are. Mm. Um, don't tell them that. I, well, no, I I told them that in the beginning. I said I didn't get to watch it. I don't know what the games are. Take like, it back. I, I want to know what they're about. Mm. So that's cool. I like that Sony is not giving up on the PSVR, and that could be because, as I believe you said last week, that yeah, they, they were, got that patent. They got the patent in for the wireless VR device. It's coming. Um, I'll tell you what, if if they come out with Division 2 VR, mm-hmm. I'm in. Division 2. Dude, you imagine like taking so, cover behind so, your couch? <laughs> That'd be funny. With your little aim gun? <laughs> what do you mean little? But, but see, <laughs> if you did that, though, like all that's just going to prove to all of us is that we're old and out of shape, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Kind of like when right, you play I'm Beat gonna, Saber and you're like, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a Jedi anymore. That is the creepiest. <laughs> that is the creepiest Twitch stream ever. <laughs> oh my right. god! So this is this is uh, this is weird. No more download codes for Sony. Sony has confirmed that it will stop allowing retailers such as GameStop from selling download codes for PlayStation Four games beginning on April first. 2019 ironic according to just kidding according to playstation rep quote we can confirm that as of april 1st 2019 sony interactive entertainment will no longer offer full games through sie's global digital and retail program this decision was made in order to continue to align key business globally to support full games and premium editions sie 
Sony Interactive Entertainment, will introduce increased denominations at select retailers, DLC add-ons, virtual currency, and season passes will still be available, end quote. Now, there was a expansion in the article that I read about this, but I mm-hmm. couldn't quite interpret exactly what they were saying. They suggested, it seemed to suggest that GameStop got wind of this. Yeah. I was trying to tell What's their, their clerks to convince them to trade in their codes for physical codes Correct. so they could go get more money on the trade-ins. Well, it, I didn't translate right, so I didn't want to put it in the notes like that's what he said yeah, because it, it was very interpretive. What was it? Warrior64, who's popular, good, yeah. he's he's the one who found who apparently got the thing. And basically it was at its core, it's basically saying like, look, you know, if they don't – basically – if they aren't getting the game before April 1st, they're going to lose this no matter what. So you should say, instead of canceling your pre-order and going to your system to buy it digitally, you should just get them to buy the physical one so that the store still makes money, right? Because obviously this is why it's being done. Sony's probably one, I'm sure, looked at the data by now and said, and I would be surprised if it's otherwise, that the overwhelming majority of these are coming directly from PlayStation Store buys on the console. Uh, because I know that's how I get my games digitally. I'm not going to drive to a store to buy something digitally. It just doesn't make sense. If I have a gift card, sometimes yeah, I'll sure. get a code. Yeah, but GameStop. The other side of it then is you go for the the, the small percentage, right? But you're right; that, it doesn't happen yeah, very much. The small percentage that is buying them there, it's like, well, that means now Sony has to pay GameStop some sort of, you know, uh, as far as revenue coming out of the sale. And if you're Sony, why would you do that if you don't need to? Right. You know, and they don't need to. When you when you have 80, 90 million consoles, you just don't need to do that anymore. As they said, you, you let them instead say, we'll go buy the virtual currency. And then, uh, you know, which I don't think GameStop really even makes that much or any money off of it. I could. Well, be I wondered if like, stores like Walmart and Target are still going to have them. Yeah, no, they're saying it's going everywhere. It's going yeah, it's like a whole. It's. I, I can understand that some people who don't want to have their card on file on their system. Mm-hmm. They, they they feel more safe now even though it's a false safety mm-hmm. of going to a store like a walmart or target and spending money on that you know that thing hanging up yeah. scratching that that little uh stuff off and then to keep keying in the code and not again having their card on file on their system but really unless you have cash mm-hmm. no matter where you swipe your card you're you're at risk for something mm-hmm. to happen and so. even now like the way with both xbox and sony and i'm not sure if nintendo has it yet the fact that you can use PayPal, which is it's amazing. Yeah, like they have such great security. Nintendo has PayPal too now. So. Okay, they do. Yeah, I figure they would yeah. if they didn't. Which the is shizzle dizzle. Speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> uh, new Nintendo Switch 2 Pro X. Let that sink in for a minute. According to rumor, Nintendo is planning to release two new versions of the Switch console. Even better, it could be this summer. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> According to the Wall Street Journal, Nintendo has a enhanced version of the Switch in development bolstered with features, quote, targeted at avid gamers. Um, this will be released alongside a cheaper version for more casual audiences. The purpose would be to use this as a, quote, successor to the 3DS. What was it? Uh, so, no, no, you're supposed to say it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's your thing. Um, no. uh, <laughs> they you- had previously, Wall Street Journal had previously reported that the enhanced version wasn't developed. The big one was the second one. And I think I was reading, basically they're saying that they're going to take out like the rumble 
abilities and the uh, and the Joy Cons and all that because I guess they were saying that a lot of the was it like the smaller games, especially like the indie games, don't even really take advantage of it. So right. it's like if you can save the cost, then why not? If that's what really, if you're just trying to get people to get a Switch in their hands, yeah, uh, to make money and but, plus to make the Joy Cons basically non-existent, yeah. just. I don't even use the Joy Cons, dude. Ninety percent. It's because you have no soul. At, at one of the cheerleading like competitions nice that I recently mentioned that I was at, uh, the power of the Switch showed itself to me. I pulled my Switch out. It was in between the. You can't do that in public, man. <laughs> I, I know. I right? told you. Um, and literally, people are gravitating towards me, looking over my shoulder, watching me do what I'm, yeah. what I'm yeah. playing. Because you're holding a Switch. It's fantastic. The, the best. The best tech theory is that the enhanced version would be on par with a regular PS4 and Xbox One. Plus, let's hope that... Like a, okay, regular. So like yeah, an S or, a, or just PS4. Yeah, it would, be, it would be just on par with the base model. Hmm. So, and then hopefully they have enough sense to add Bluetooth technology to the console. Yeah, and, and put a ability, yeah, just in to some just way to voice easily chat. voice chat yeah. through there. Yeah, that'd be the big thing. I mean, I that would, would depend on, they would have to completely redesign, not completely, but they'd have to add... Um, it's just one module. Bluetooth. Yeah. Or a port for... Um, a dongle? I think... Um, for the controller. The, pro controller. the interesting thing with the like enhanced the one, dongle. I think, will be the price point. Like, because I'd pay $1,000 for that thing. Because it's still $300 right now, right? For the base one, unless you find it on sale somewhere. Sure, yeah. Uh, so you think maybe they just phase that out and that replaces and they that's their basically their their logic at keeping it at three hundred dollars because I mean that's the one thing I would wonder. I'm like, how many people are gonna go out there and buy the three hundred and fifty or four hundred dollar version of this? I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're the no, hardcore I, I, no, probably would I think anybody who owns a Nintendo Switch and plays it hmm. would jump at the opportunity to get a quote stronger Nintendo Switch. Sure. I guess it just depends what's in it, right? Yeah. That would be the, the key. Well, the thing about <clears throat> when when Nintendo release, released the new, as they say, the new 3DS, there were certain games that you could only play on the new 3DS. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles was one of them. Um, there was a few more. And that really, I don't know that it harmed sales, but it, it, it just irritated some people. Sure. So I'm wondering if, I mean, when you go from PS4 to PS4 Pro, you can play the game on either console. So Correct. I'm hoping that they find a way um, to make that bridgeable. That makes sense. Between those two. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know what also makes sense? What? Cuphead. You should you should read the next two, John, since they're basically sentences. Okay. <laughs> they only look like sentences because the screen's expanded. Is that... Is that is that real? Yeah. Yeah, oh. there are actually two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Cuphead for Nintendo. Yeah. During its Nintendo showcase, Nintendo announced that the Xbox 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 exclusive Cuphead <gasps> will be coming to Switch on April 18th. Nintendo on the presentation specifically thanked Studio MDHR and Microsoft for allowing the title to come to its console. That's huge news. That's pretty big. I was uh, my jaw dropped a little bit. Yeah, I was like, it, one, it makes it makes sense, sense. <laughs> right? It Let's does. go ahead and get that out the way. Well, especially but, what they were rumored, like what's coming with the Game Pass, right? Yeah. So, speaking of the Game Pass, quick side note. Mm. Um, why is it only a dollar to August? Something's going down. Oh, no. What they do is, like, right now they say if whenever you subscribe, the first month is a dollar, and then afterwards it's nine ninety nine. No. 
There's something going on. That's not what I, maybe it is. Chris, I don't know. It, it's a dollar until August 31st because they're getting as many people as they can on because that then they're going to announce the the. And I don't want to spoil the news because in September come, comes Gears of War <laughs> and they're going to announce on in in uh, E3. Phil is going to be like, "Yo, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go against the Stadia." And this is how we're going to do it. Oh, yeah. You didn't put it in there. He did. Oh, so just calm down. Oh, but he's got to talk about well, no, 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 Cuphead no. for a minute and then, and then another thing. So in addition, I mean, there was in the Nindy's presentation, there were some, you know, independent games sandwiched between these two announcements, but the, the independent high, classic here, right? Huh? The independent classic game. Made by the small studio known as Nintendo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's being developed by that studio that does whatever that game is. I forget what it's called. Crypt of the Necromancer. There you go. Zelda gets a beat. Yeah. Cadence of Hyrule was announced at the Nindies Showcase as a one more thing, concluding the program. The game appears to merge the rhythm-based combat of the critically praised roguelike Crypt of the Necromancer. I'm actually Mm. very excited about this game. I was like... That makes sense. It, it it has the potential to be really cool. Yeah. Looks um, like I mean, it looks just like Link so, to the Past. And the, but yeah. is this does this officially is this people are saying this is our second Zelda game we're getting this year, yeah. or for the console? Yes, yeah. I think it's coming in the summer. Yeah, this and then uh, the remake of you know the Awakening. Oh yeah, I can't wait to put that up. Oh, yeah. that in my Switch. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I didn't get that in my Switch. <laughs> but I mean, as far as going back to Cuphead. I really think Microsoft is about to just try to wrap its arms around Nintendo and say, like, look, we're not trying to beat you. We're trying to beat Sony. And I think you want to beat Sony. And we don't have a lot of things that really cross, right? Like most of our things are very different, distinct things. And we're, and where we're moving to as far as the rumors, it makes sense that it's like we can partner with you and we could all make a lot of money in this. Mm. So. This could be a huge thing if it keeps continuing. What kind of huge? Huge. Thank you very much. Speaking of huge, you better have a lot of bandwidth. Kind of. I'm going to talk about it. Ready? All right. Really? (laughs) Internet requirements for Stadia. IGN has recently had a chance to ask Phil Harrison about accessibility given the requirements for Stadia, I imagine, because the story stops right there. Quote, we know that our internet bandwidth requirements won't reach everybody day one. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can promise that will change that, but we'll work hard to reduce the bandwidth required and increase the quality. According to Harrison, those who wish to access the 4K 60 FPS will need roughly 30 megabits per second of internet speed. Uh, to stream 1080p, the requirement will, re- the requirement will require uh, significantly less than that. I think it was like, 10 is rumored. That's good. Yeah. John's old internet could run it. No, right? it couldn't. No, it could not. <laughs> not even close, my brother. Coming in at a smooth 480p here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, uh, we're making significant investments in the data center, hardware, software, and services that encode the video that comes out of our data centers. We can run games in a variety of resolutions depending on the bandwidth you have coming into your home. Where do you sit on this, Sean, as far as will will you be able to do 4K? Yeah. Where you are? Yeah, boy. I know I would. Okay. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I'm, I'm at 50, boy. I guess the, I the I hardest. You, I'm at 50, boy. I thought you were struggling a little. 
the really? hardest would be uh, I, I you have complained about your internet before. the 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 internet staying connected yes oh sure when it's running it's top notch okay. yeah yeah the hard part will be I think Talk about internet there's again. gonna be a lot of people probably <laughs> that need to go out and invest in bare Wi-Fi routers because they're just for things like this, it, it just helps to have something that's more top of the line and recent than something maybe that's been sitting in your house for the last eight years because it works and it, you know, gives you internet, right? Like there are certain advantages to modern technology and that's one of them. But he's right in the sense that I think, yeah, it's a long-term investment. It's They understand day one, not everyone's going to get this and not everyone's going to be able to run it at 4K. But if you say in three years, given leaps in technology everyone you know majority can then that sucks for people in montana but that's not where the majority of people live right well so we we reported this last week um and we and it was coming in hot it was the day it dropped we were adding this to the news as it happened and after the fact um people have been talking about it on youtube youtube videos things like that and some of some people have actually tested this technology on the show floor with Doom, and yeah. a majority of them, if not all, have said that Doom was particularly struggling with this. Technology. I'm sure, yeah, the harder ones. But you know, that's but the Doom is the one they put out front and said this mm. is fi- this is 4K, this is 60 frames per second, and there has been more skepticism as this thing has started to settle in people's stomachs. Yeah. Um, that's I, I honestly never done video gaming, right? Yeah, so. I mean that's that's for sure. And, and like you know, Jade Raymond was brought out there and said, "Hey, I'm the head of a studio," mm-hmm. but they had nothing to say about it. They yeah. had nothing to show, or here's what we're working on. Here's a logo, nothing like that. And I think the person, I think the, I think the company that's in the best position to respond to this is Microsoft. That's the rumor. It's coming. And, you know, as as far I'm as you, having dude, the resources, I really feel that. And I think I think Microsoft is going to come along. And beat them at their own game. Well, what was it? There was an internal email that leaked from Phil this week. And basically it said they were not surprised. And secondly, it said we are going big at E3. Mm-hmm. And that oh, they, I didn't know yeah, that. I, so, I, I yeah. retweeted that and said I called it. Because on last week's show, I said, how cool would it be if Phil and them were like, Google wants yeah. to do this. Come on, guys. We're it's Microsoft. A, I think if you're Google, you're you would have liked to have maybe waited. Until, like, as you're saying, at least you could come with Jade Raymond and be like, we're not in the point of just forming a studio right now. We actually have something where, sure, it might still be two years away. Here it is. But if you're Google, you also can look and read at what Microsoft is doing. And, yeah, as you said, like, you understand that's probably coming out the gate going to be your number one competitor unless PlayStation somewhere comes out and says, by the way, we're here too now. We have our own thing. I mean, I guess they're technically there. Um, with PlayStation now, in a sense, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. understand that it's not what this is, but it's still a streaming service, and they are the ones that that were the they had the gumption to put it out there. Mm. Hasn't necessarily. I don't really know the numbers on it. Hasn't necessarily blown up big, but it's there, and it was a baseline, and I, and I guarantee you they've been building on it. Yeah, ever since then to well, relaunch from- it. They went from what from doing just PS3, where I think now they're doing certain PS4 games certain, now, and, yeah. and you can, and they even have the launch, the option to download those PS4 titles. You yeah. just can't download the PS3. Well, that'll be the different here, right? Right. No download whatsoever. Yeah. But I think everybody. I mean, Amazon is responding since since we've heard Amazon's doing this. Walmart is doing this. 
I'm very curious to see what Walmart comes up with. It's like watch them be the one that wins, and they're going to have a first party studio. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's anyway, it. that's yeah, it. It's yeah. your turn. Oh, is it? You stupid fat hobbit! You don't want to read that part. Stupid fat hobbits. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Didalic Entertainment Ooh. has announced the Lord of the Rings Gollum. The game will be narrative focused adventure game that will center on Gollum Ooh. from the time he acquires the ring uh, to the Lord of the Rings storyline. This game will primarily draw inspiration from the books more than Peter Jackson's films. According to Didalic's CEO, Carson Fichtelman, <laughs> while, explaining, good. While, yeah, yeah. while explaining the focus of the character, quote, you are already, you are already have that fun. Love it. It's English. Cool. Say it just you, like you it is. You already have that big conflict in his character. Two voices talking to you continuously, which means that there is a good reason there are decisions to make in the game. The hmm. Smeagol decisions or the Gollum decisions. That'll be interesting. Could be. Right. But I don't know. Do I have a do I want to play a game where I'm just constantly talking to myself in a dark cave <laughs> eating raw fish? I, I know you guys like the uh There's definitely gonna be a fishing game in this. The Shadow right. well, there what's, has what's to be. the Lord of the Rains game y'all just played recently? Shadow so, of War. Yeah. Yeah. Those games are cool. And before that, for me, the, one of the, some of the funnest games I ever played were the Lord of the Rings games that came out on what the it was at the end of the PS two or the PS three in the beginning. It was around when the movies were coming out. Those yeah. games were amazing. Yeah. They were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not interested at all to play this game. I don't care about Gollum. Well, this is based <laughs> on, uh, this is more based on Tolkien's work. I know. Yeah, they don't, so, because I they're mean, not part of Warner Let's Rose. be honest. Peter Jackson made Tolkien interesting. Yeah. So. No. Somewhere Josh. <laughs> Letter is, from Josh. <laughs> like, Josh is getting in his He's car. Like, what? He'll be here in 10 minutes. <laughs> well, that's from cool. From 45 minutes away. Uh, yeah, I. Look, narrative games, if they tell it right and they have good voice acting, especially for something like this, he, he is a very interesting character. He always has been. Please don't be episodic. Um, Please don't be episodic. It's Please like, don't be episodic. You have something like, you know, just a relationship of him and uh, Shalob, right? He could easily do a whole entire part about that. For sure. And, and it would work, I think. I don't know, dude. It just. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're never. Yeah, there's so many you know. things that he does in the background that you don't. You yeah. don't know you don't you know he did it, you don't see it play out. I've done like the like, what is it you called the spider? Uh Shalob. Yeah, right. He goes out and talks to him and convinces him to her. Her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is big, you know, because as you know, that's where he leads. Uh, <laughs> it's post, big. It, it's not surprising. He takes <laughs> Sam and Frodo, or where where he leads Frodo to in uh, Return of the King. Makes sense. Which, which sets up. It makes sense. Which means that Sam has to come in and be like, you know, like, what is it he says to uh, the spider? I can't remember. I can't remember the line now. Oh, well, I'm choking. Don't worry about it, dude. Just sweat, sit there in the hotness, and we're just going to watch you, okay? (laughs) Don't you leave him, Sam (laughs) Weishka, You You don't mean to. Just finish it out. I don't mean to. You shall not. (laughs) That's the greatest. Bring me wooden oil. <laughs> Bring me wooden oil. <laughs> you go, Pippin of Shire. Your services are no longer needed. Have y'all have y'all ever listened to the audiobooks of the Lord of the Rings? They're fantastic. They are, are they really? Yeah. That's how I first read all of them. And that's the only people, way I've ever read all of them is through my ears. 
Is it because you have people who go, what news of the Riddermark? Yes. Speak quickly. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's really, really good, man. Go on, young hobbit. Sing me a song. <laughs> what business do a dwarf, a man, and an elf have in? How what? does uh, Frodo say Gandalf? He's like, Gandalf. Gandalf. Part, yeah. Gandalf. I like Kevin Smith's pitch for how that should have ended in uh, Clerks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, wing and a miss. Just go back and watch it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you should show your face. Uh, Konami anniversary collections. Dope. This is dope. What's sad is I feel like I was alive. I know I was alive for the 25th anniversary, and I think I bought something then, and now it's 25 later. at 50, and you'll know what this means in like two seconds. Mm. Konami, in celebration of its 50th anniversary, will be releasing anniversary collections that will feature Castlevania, Contra. And it's arcade classics. Everything we own. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> These three collections will be available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Surprising, actually, they didn't say Metal Gear 2, the original Metal Gear. Maybe. We'll yeah. see, Chris. The collections will be, quote, packed with new information about the titles, including interviews with the development staff, behind interviews, behind interviews, Behind, Look, man. behind the scenes interviews with the development staff. Yeah, th- there you go. Keep going. But it said the same thing. This is insights, though. Ad lib. Okay. Hmm. Behind the scenes insights. Wait, I'm going to say it again. Okay, we'll start over. Including interviews with the development staff. Behind interviews with the development staff. <laughs> behind the scenes insights. And sketches and design documents never before revealed to the because you put an exclamation point. You got to do it. Arcade Classics will be available on April 18th. Castlevania Collection and Contra Collection will be available summer 2019. That's, hey, that's this summer, John. I think Metal Gear uh, Collection was going to happen, but I think it was delayed. Is that is that true? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's just yeah. he's winging it today, huh? I, I'm not surprised <laughs> they're doing it just because... It's They're not making years, anything, so yeah. why not do this, right? And it is a good collection of games. Contra. So, I can't yeah, wait Contra. to play it. I can't wait to play it. It's going to be great. They uh-huh. are making things. They're called pachinko machines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're doing quite well, as I understand. I'm sure they do. <laughs> they always do. I want to own a pachinko machine. No, they did. What is it? Like, okay. Uh, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Ooh. Isn't there st- other stuff they're doing? We, we don't talk about Metal Gear Remember, Survive. that was their whole entire thing was that Blast, pretty much they were uh, getting out of it. I think they've, I think they've, I think they've changed their mind. They better be working on a Castlevania game, or I'm just gonna die. Another Lord of Shadows. Fine with me. I'm there. Just get some studios and be like, here, here, make do something. something with this. Hey, Platinum, do you want to make a Mel Gear, another Mel Gear Rising game? Screw that, Castlevania game. It. Or yeah, well, that'd be a little that. bit. Yeah, that would be different, right? Mm-hmm. So different. You know what's not different? Regular old MPD. Yeah. Okay. Just comes Ooh. by every month. MPD for February. <laughs> BioWare's Anthem. Surprise, huh? I was. I was. I, I was. Yeah. Was the top. Where did you land, Chris? <laughs> huh? You said you're not surprised? I am not surprised, yeah. Makes sense. I'm surprised on how well it did. Oh, yeah. Uh, BioWare's Anthem was the top-selling game in the U.S. for February 2019. Anthem is the second best-selling game for 2019, and this surprised me, and it holds the second-highest launch month sales for a BioWare game behind Mass Effect 3. Mm. Here's your top ten. Chris goes, 
No, I'm not surprised just because it's an RPG, right? Versus like it's, something it's that's not a shared surprising, world. right? Yeah, it's not surprised at all. No, John, Anthem had so much potential. Yeah, people were going to check. Dude, it out. you have no idea. Remember, Division had like. Why are you telling me that? John. As if I don't know. What is your point, Sean? <laughs> What's number ten there, John? Hey, John. Do I have to go from number ten? Please do it. Or you me. can go from you can, one. You know what? It's your show, dude. Do yeah. what you want. It is my freaking show. <laughs> number ten is Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Number nine is NBA Two K. Number yeah. eight, Metro Exodus. Yeah. <laughs> number seven is Smash Bros. Yeah. Number six, Resident Evil Two. Number yeah. five. And number four is Far Cry. <laughs> RDR2. Number five is RDR2. Number four, Far Cry New Dawn. I honestly thought yeah. that would do better this month. Kingdom Hearts 3 is number three. Woo-hoo. And yeah. Jump Force, a mediocre game. Yeah, right. <laughs> people, love, two. Uh, people love Goku, bro. Anthem love is number one. And so, look. And it made like 100 million, what was it, digitally, according to uh, Super Metadata. Yeah. Yeah, so it it had a great month. Look, here's the, here's the thing. I think we're finally in that realm where UK is no longer an indicator as of of how games are doing because number one, just like MPD, they track just physical sales. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that is because Division Two is just in the is in the conversation. It seems more so than Anthem was, and UK sales chart seriously. You don't agree with that? Well, that Dude, is, I don't agree with that. Okay, fine. No. But UK sales charts are even reporting that that Division is 20% yeah. of the physical sales of Division 1. 20%. Well, remember. That's awful if you look was, at that at face value. It was a huge surprise that Division... It's like a like, fifth. Remember, Division came out and it had like mixed reception. It had mixed buzz coming out. And it like was this huge surprise where you know it came out the gate. <laughs> And just sold a ton, like more than anyone was expecting. And then you saw this huge drop off because of the uh, end game, right? And even here with Anthem, there's warning signs, right? Where like, even though a hundred million was made digitally, uh, only something like three million of that was due to after people purchased the game. So people aren't really buying much in the stores or anything right there. So that kind of makes you go, mm, how Whereas, how like, healthy is this? Fortnite or is it just people was free. Game? You know, people who are just getting it through Origin Premiere or whatever, and that's what the way they got this yeah. game. Yeah, you know? I'm just, I'm all I'm saying is, I think we're finally at the point where you can't indicate how successful a game is doing based on physical sales. You have to factor in. We use yeah. it as an, ex- we've been using it as it an excuse to possibly explain it, mm. but I think finally we're there. I mean, the more important thing is that like Division Two was still the number one game, right? The more concerning thing, like with know. the UK, Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I looked at the, the it was number one last week, and then it dropped to number two this week for Sekiro coming out, right? Uh, but then, game. like the more concerning thing, like when you look at the UK and again Anthem warning signs, Anthem this month not even on the top ten in UK in sales, like each week that's come out, and that's concerning. But it, but it was never number one to begin with. It was UK. number one in the UK. It was Are you just, sure. Yeah, it just didn't sell as much as maybe what they were hoping it would sell. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Anyways. Yeah. Speaking of new things now, for sale. Now all that's done. Y'all good now, guys? We yeah. cool with the UK? What up, Nat? The Gooner. <laughs> They're about to have new problems, too. <laughs> uh, speaking of new, a new Oculus has been announced. <gasps> Oculus has announced the Oculus Rift S. What do you think uh, the S stands for? I was hoping, I was really trying to. The Ron Burgundy thing? Yeah. 
Okay. You let me down. Oculus has announced the Oculus Rift S. <laughs> <laughs> the unit will be available this spring for $399, a.k.a. $400, <laughs> <laughs> and include two new Oculus Touch controllers. This device will run everything the original did. It includes built-in Insight tech, which means it will not need room sensors, but it will st- still need a wire, just one, which will run from the headset to a USB port. Yeah, so this is kind of like they're in between right now because they have that new one that is coming, I want to say next year, that's supposed to be the wireless one. But it's using this thing, like they showed it, right? So it has cameras on the front of it so that like instead of um doing what you have to do now, like my version of it, right? It has like a sensor I put over here and a sensor over there and that's how it reads. And then I have to go and trace my my play area, and that's how it's keeping track, right? Uh, what this one does is instead it has cameras on the front. So first, when I put the headset on, I can go ahead and tell it, okay, I want to set my play area. And I basically just press something, and then those cameras flip on, and I can see the room now. And I can walk around. I can trace everything. And then because of that, uh, it has that freedom so that when, after I'm done tracing that room, as I'm playing the game itself, those cameras are reading the room to figure out exactly where I am and using the uh, gyroscope within it to kind of figure out also the movement of you. I love that we said gyroscope on this right? episode. But it's definitely, you can tell, like, man, this stuff is getting close. You, As we said, PlayStation <clears throat> is working on the wireless one. You feel like everything is maybe right around Dude. the corner for next generation for it to really be... With, with going the, to a place of hugeness with the uh hugeness. Hugeness. hugeness with with them getting really close to the wireless headsets stadia and microsoft possibly ruling the stadia st- i'm gonna say stadia for life okay let's just be honest you don't get to do what you want when chris says snes it's wrong when i say stadia it's okay okay i love that you said snes yeah you're that's welcome. acceptable you're welcome um but we're almost at um ready player oneness i'm just saying we're getting there it's close guys um jeez that's it. That's all we got. It's time for you to talk we about Apple those, Arcade, John. We just need those uh, treadmill things, right? Right. Yeah, that's what we need in the suits. <laughs> Apple has officially announced a game subscription service called Late to the Party. <laughs> <laughs> called Apple Arcade. Sorry, I read that wrong. It, it, it will be a single subscription service with access to over 100 new and exclusive games that you've never heard of and probably will never want to play, with more to be added. It will release in fall of 2019, whether we want it or not, and be available in 150 countries and regions. No price structure has been announced shockingly at this time. This will be a new area on the App Store where subscribers can ignore but download and play across iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple TV and can pick up anywhere they left off, even though they leave it behind once playing. Just to make clear, John, what kind of watch do you got? Apple Watch. What kind of phone do you got? What kind of there, John? iPhone. Okay. I just wanted them to know. He never doesn't do just you have completely a, hate Apple. Do you have a MacBook? <laughs> yeah. Or an iMac? Or uh-huh. Apple TV? It's a MacBook Pro. Yeah, I'm saying here. It makes so, sense. It's about DJ also. <laughs> this makes what? sense what to me because, <laughs> like, if sense. you think, like, <laughs> all those games who that aren't free to play, right, it's really hard to convince mobile buyers to, to invest. So you're like, if you want to do that route. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's a way to do it, and it makes sense because you have over, you know, hundreds of millions of people who have these phones. So you're thinking, if you just get a small inflection point, 
there it is, you know, and, and there are a ton of mobile games that I think people would like to have and, and just try out and, and experience uh, without having to always pay $4 a clip because well, it's just too much for them. For I'm, I'm sure this service will be very, very popular. My attitude towards it was only I watched the presentation and you can tell in the audience that they saw Stadia last week. Yeah. And, and that's all I meant by this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people just saw potentially the greatest innovation in gaming. And you would think that's what Apple does. Apple brings the innovations over. Sure, yeah. And so Apple, you could almost, it almost seemed like the presenters on stage were uncomfortable because they were aware. Mm-hmm. And look, I think they know, I think we know that these are not the same things. They're not trying to do the same, same things. For them, it's just an art. But it still exists out there where Stadia yeah. was just blowing everybody away the yeah. week before. They're Everybody's like- just like clapping. Like this and going, woo. My guess is they eventually would like to instead have a service where it's taking like Apple Music, this, and then probably one for video, right? And say, pay us 20 bucks a month and you get all those things, unlimited, you know, services as far as what you want, right? So you get your unlimited music, you get choice, uh, movies and television shows you can watch on your phone whenever you want. And you have all these games that you can just pick up and play. And then maybe also bring in like their book stuff and all that kind of things, you know, things like that. Their book stuff, he says. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it's something that'll interest me. Yeah. I apologize for my my negativity. Don't, don't, that was. Shut up, Sean. (laughs) Speaking of negative. What the heck, Sean? Man, leave it. It it was perfect. Everybody, everybody knows you're just, Hey. E- EA layoffs. No, Chris, no, no. This is not finally. Yes, it is. Oh my god, I gotta back up. Yeah. Finally this week. <laughs> finally this week. <laughs> finally this week. Just just do it over and over. EA has announced that it will be laying off four percent of its workforce. That amounts to approximately 350 jobs from its marketing, publishing, and operations teams. Here's the official statement from Andrew Wilson. This is all a quote. Today, we took some important steps as a company to address our challenges and prepare for the opportunities ahead. As we look across the changing world around us, it's clear that we must change with it. We're making deliberate moves to better deliver on our commitments. Commitments. You're... you're, you're, uh, refine our organization and meet the needs of our players. As part of this, we have made changes to our marketing and publishing organization, our operations teams, and we are ramping down our current presence in Japan, Japan and Russia as we focus on different, <laughs> as we focus on different ways to serve our players in those markets. In addition to organizational changes, we are deeply focused on increasing quality in our games and services. Great games will continue to be at the core of everything we do. And we are thinking differently about how to amaze and inspire our players. This is a difficult day. The changes. <laughs> the Why cha- is this turning into Bill Pullman's speech <laughs> in Independence <It's>, Day? <laughs> the changes we're making today will impact about 350 roles in our 9,000 person company. These are important, but very hard decisions. And we do not take them lightly. We are friends and colleagues at EA. We appreciate and value everyone's contributions, and we're doing everything we can to ensure we are looking after our people to help them through this period to find their next opportunity. This is 
our top priority. Okay. Sorry, I had to look to see it's what the fine. time was. Don't immediately start comp- you know, commenting on what we just talked about, Chris. Um, yeah, it sucks. It, it sucks. <laughs> Makes it, sense. I see. I mean, it yeah, sucks, yeah, but uh, I'm not surprised because everyone seems to be laying off people right now. It's not been a good first couple of months for people working whether whether you're even a programmer or you're as the, you know i think like the activision ones that hit everywhere in their company i think the guild wars 2 one hit a lot of people in the company not just the programmers there so it, it it's a hard time and you just hate to see it right now but maybe it's just this thing where these companies they're in very especially these big ones they're in very big dilemmas right now right for sure i mean it's it's a very it's very cyclical. I mean, if you think of the time during the PlayStation Three, Xbox, that's cyclical, Sean. Yeah, it's like a circle. Yeah, yeah. Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, PS Three era. When by the time that Bioshock Infinite and Last of Us were out, we were at this this pinnacle of development and, and yeah. money was being had. But then that's kind of where the bubble bursts and the, and the bubbles burst especially for EA. No, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. And now it's we're at that point now where it's just it's bursting again and it's yeah. going to it's going to start trickling downhill and then it'll go back up again. It's like high tides and low tides and Sean is dead. <laughs> I did zone but, out for um, a minute, my bad. The, the encouraging thing is and I might me I might be misunderstanding what he means by operations. The encouraging thing about this is it seems to me what they're saying is we recognize we've got some serious issues here at EA and we are I think there's some upper management people that are being vacated in this layoff. You hope so. They they didn't say studios. I want that to be I, I want people to take note of that. Yeah. They said operations, marketing and something else. I forget. We made a terrible game. It's your fault marketing but, that you couldn't sell it. Well it's <laughs> It, to me, no, they did. I know, but they're <laughs> like, you should have sold it better. <laughs> what what it's saying to me, and look, I, obviously, it's a given. We hope we, we're sorry for the layoffs and hope everybody lands on their feet and sure. find something, um, secure something for the future. Don't but, touch that. But this looks like to me, this is a gesture of saying this is not our this is not our studio's fault. This is not our developers' fault. This is the fault of the company. Yeah, yeah. As as EA, yeah, they need. Uh, unless I'm misunderstanding what they mean by operations, but I don't think I do. I'm guessing it's that's customer what they mean. service. Yeah, you know, it's analysts, things like that. It's people who just are looking for a good nine to five job. Sure, and it just sucks, right? Um, I I really hope that at some point here, like if this is the start, like they need the best thing that could happen to EA is truly a board that humbles itself and says, yes, we understand that the stockholder ma- matters and we Absolutely. want, we want to please them. But at the same time, <clears throat> they need someone to come in there to manage those studios and they need to be someone like, for instance, like Phil from Xbox, right? That kind of guy sure. who can come in there and say, look, you're not going to like this quarter, but, or this year maybe even, but we're going to get everything right. And we're going to take risks and we're going to just first and foremost, Believe in making great games. And we'll let the secondary things, as far as the monetization, if we do that, eventually those other things will fall in line for us. And we'll find a way to make a lot of money. 2K has proven you can do that easily. Or I'm sorry, take two. It's the marketing teams and the publishing teams that are making these decisions on microtransactions. It's the one, you know, it's not the developers doing it. And it's, 
It's the policies set forth by leadership in the in the operations that are yeah. making customers so frustrated when they call customer service asking for their money back because of those hack policies that EA put out. So, like you said, um, yeah, get someone right. Get, yeah, get good. You know what's his name at Ubisoft? The the main guy, the the French dude, You're right? Not. Yeah, like to his credit, Ubisoft makes plenty of money as a private company. And it does so because that dude, regardless, seems to say, I can make games that sure they're designed to make a lot of money for us, like something like, you know, For Honor. But I will also make an Assassin's Creed game and say, you know what? We tried to do the online thing and it was not good for this series. Let's go back to what makes these games great and, and revitalize this. And it's worked really, really, really well for them. And, so, and this Friday, we're getting the best of the series remastered. Wah. Assassin's uh, Creed Beaver. <laughs> yeah. That's really all it is. Just murder animals. Um, you guys want to wrap this up? Dude, never. Just to be safe. What does that mean? You just peek. I got a big Richard. Yeah. Oh. You peek with such... What? <laughs> such ferociousness. This divisiveness. Divisiveness. Not divisiveness. Um, You can write your email thoughts in can to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. No. All this right. is mine. Okay. <laughs> you had yours. <laughs> Boy. Uh, That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like Scott did. We're working through this backlog, Scott. So you're like, I wrote that weeks ago. Well, you know, calm down, Scott. Uh, but he says, greetings, you bad hombres. Uh, greetings, Scott. And he says, bonus points if you get the reference in the title. I, I know what Calperna is, but I, I don't I don't yeah. get the reference. Negative points like for me. Or something. Like, there's oh. a band called Calperna. I don't know. Uh, so somehow people got their knickers in a twist about a conversation about unions. Jeez, I missed oh. one week's podcast <laughs> for which someone joked about this on Discord. He's like, I can't wait for more union emails, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for which I've already made the appropriate penance and everything goes to the bad place. That's from, uh, old, uh, good place joke right there. That's pretty funny. I'm coming or I'm going to assume that the resulting sound and fury is my fault as any Catholic would. But what's most surprising is that anyone still gives a rat's patoot old timey word for the common profanity implied about unions. Don't get me wrong. And a history and political science degree as a history and political science degree holder. I'm all too aware of unions vast contribute uh, contributions to societal progress in just a I'm just surprised that the modern generation knows enough about them to comment intelligently. Oh, see, that's the rub in it. Uh, that's what she said. See, that's the rub in it. Uh-huh. That's what she that's said. It. Uh-huh. Get it? Got it. All right. Uh, is it possible, possible that people don't know anything about unions other than their catchphrase uh, that means supporting them aligns one with the left and the opposing one with the right? And isn't it further possible that we care as a whole – about which side we're obstinately on or obstin- Ost- ostensibly. Yeah. I was like, I know that. I told you I should have read it. 
Yeah, because he's, he's just skipping work. I like to. I like Chris to don't tr- give up. I like to. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, I like to try the big words. I like to try them. Well, you should just read the small ones that you leave out too. That'd be okay. Great. On Dan. <laughs> uh oh, big word. Carefully uh, examining the new uh, nuisance of given nuance. 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 Sorry. Of a given situation and reaching our own conclusions based on the objective facts and honest inquiry. Full disclosure, I'm pretty far to the left on the political scale, but I don't march lock and step, uh, lockstep with every idea that comes out of the mouth of insert a conversational politician of choice Controversial. here. Controversial. Uh, yeah, whatever. You're, Can, you're, I'm just going to go with what I'm doing. You just, it's fine, Chris. Just do uh, it. Which frankly alienates me from some of my ideological brethren or sisterin who, who value loyalty to the tribe above intellectual honesty. I swear it's from it's like that scene from the life of Brian where he yells, you have to think for yourselves to which the crowd. uh, (laughs) I I can't say that word. Yeah. Uh, Repeats the same back to him, which is a very funny joke in that movie. Uh, In any case, don't take stock on those who care more for their so-called political identity than for objective truth. Keep following your own compass and do what you've always done. Entertain, enlighten, and inform us. You've got my thanks and my admiration sincerely in game the ever long off the ever loving off on oof on <laughs> oof on yeah Scott um very well are written. you not entertained <laughs> that's good stuff all of it I, I yeah for that email that's man. that's some good thoughts I agree with a lot of that Scott uh, of course you do I'm all for free thought feel the burn <laughs> what <laughs> yeah um. Next up, we got TJ, who writes in, and he says, Hey, fellers. Hi, hey, TJ. Love the email title. Yeah, he titled this, Your Mom's Box Gate. Wow. <laughs> I typically write on Twitter, but felt he's, like... He's at Teej. Yeah, uh, but felt like giving Sean a break. You didn't have to, buddy. I don't mind, you know, saying things for you. Wanted to say I have been listening for a while and <laughs> feel like I have stumbled upon something that I needed to get out there. I recalled several podcasts ago, there were no emails for you to read and how incredibly sad it made you. It did. <laughs> uh, fast forward a few episodes and all of a sudden, John, who typically is well-mannered and reserved in his opinion, shoots off with an extremely yeah. controversial hot take. And now all of a sudden, the show is literally swimming in emails. So many emails, you can't even read them all in one show. You got me writing in via email, you wily bastard you. <laughs> Indeed. It was uh, all for the emails. Further research has yet to confirm the identities of these listeners that flooded your inbox, Sean. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm afraid I may have dug a hole into quite the conspiracy. I will continue my research on what I have aptly dubbed as your mom's box gate and report back to uh, report back in this fight on fake news. Fake news. Fake. Totally fake. Uh, on a more serious note, I had a few ideas for your 200 show that I wanted to put out there. Ooh. Charity show. Pick a charity for the donors to donate to announce on episode 199 and then total donated revealed on 200. Be real. You guys could use the good karma. Uh, game with jabronis. Pick a winner. Criteria winner is anyone with a Twitter handle handle that rhymes with schmeege. That's funny because see, he's teach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to play a few rounds of a game like Apex Legends with the guys. That'd be fun with John. 
Naked Fun Time Podcast. The guys get greased up, and actually, we can't see it, so never mind. <laughs> it, wouldn't it be great, though? To just be butt neck. Well, wait, what Like, happened? you can't see anything, but you just consistently hear oily flesh or, or, as it look, rubs. <laughs> and, you know, every male, every male who has a Richard at some point has, even if you're single, you, you've looked at yourself in the mirror, or if you have a girlfriend or wife, you've stood in front of them. Their and wife? And you've done the Richard shake. For it just it just does its thing, and you're dying laughing, <laughs> and and the mirror's looking at you, or your spouse is looking at you, going, "Why are you doing that?" And they start laughing too, because it's just the thing. Mirrors can laugh, so we could do that, and that noise that comes from that, we could just we could just put it in front of the mics and do that, and they would know that we're telling the truth when we're naked. I don't like what you're doing with our mics. <laughs> it'll be an ongoing special effect. <laughs> Uh, and then best of show, oftentimes when shows can't come up with content, they throw on some old clips and call it a wrap. That's true. You know what? If I had myself like a little assistant, like some intern that I could be like, go through our 200 episodes, which is like basically, if you think about it, over 400 hours worth of content See, and find Matt the best of. Tease, um, you, tease you looking for an intern? Right, I actually, right? to be honest, and I've mentioned this to Chris before, if we did have the manpower we could just like real radio shows do or real podcasts do when they have a production team. Yeah. Um, you could, you could mark certain parts of the show, um, and basically highlight the time frame, And that could be part of your best of, but we just, it's just three dudes who get together for you guys. So plus I don't have the space to store all those files of that yeah. way to be able to do it with the program Indeed. we use. Indeed. Cause we need a solid slate drive, right? That's not even the thing, man. I know. Just, Those are, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying things, Chris. That's all I can think of for now. Thanks for the entertainment and the laughs. If possible, I would love to get an address to send a gift on your way. I'm, I like gifts. Thanks, Teach. Teach, Thank you, Teach Teach rules. Appreciate you. Reserved and well mannered. Next up. We're not going to get through all these this week. That's fine. But We're going, though. We're going. Do, we, do we do Waza and Part Do? Yeah, that's one person, so let's do it. All right, let's do it. He says, Waza. This is fine. This is fine. Uh, Lavinius. Did I say that right? I'm going with, I'll go with LT or Lavinius, whatever you want to do. All right. You want me to hit this? No. Uh, what's up, fellas? I've been waiting to write in for quite some time now, but by the time I remember, I'm listening to the next episode. I know this email is kind of long. That's what she said. But it has been a long buildup for me to write in. (laughs) I apologize if Chris happens to be sick or overcooked too drunk again. Overcooked L-M-A-F-O. Uh, that's laughing my off. First off, I know I'm a bit late to the conversation, but I wanted to address John and say, well done, fine, sir. Throughout the unionization discussion, see what you did? Uh, throughout the unionization discussion, you were calm, polite, and correct the entire time. I mean, wait, what? No politics, laugh out loud. Uh, on top of it all, none of you guys pulled out. <laughs> he said, bow, wow, wow. Uh, when you received a few negative emails, I know not only love uh, listening to your podcast a tiny bit more than before. Oh, I now not only love listening to your podcast a tiny bit more than before, but I respect each and every one of you fine sirs greatly. The emailer, Chris, I might add, has also won my respect for recognizing when he'd gone a bit too far, Indeed. apologizing, and proceed, uh, proceeding on to engage in a meaningful discussion. Seriously, tap notch to all of you. Tap notch. Uh, secondly, I want <laughs> to say to Chris, too, boy, Mel Gear Salad or Mel Gear Rising Revengeance is golden. I agree with you. Yeah, he he didn't. That was uh, other Chris, right? Yeah. I, I Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we bring too. it up? 
Chris, yeah. Chris Hatchet, right? Yeah, Chris yeah, won here. That's when we announced game. the games with gold. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, what? Yeah. Sorry, but that game is one of my loves. I have finished the campaign multiple times on multiple difficulties, and it's actually one of the best games I've ever played, bearing in my opinion than what I played of Metal Gear Solid 5. <gasps> you shut your mouth. Oh, my God. Uh, he says a game he quickly... What? Yeah, I quickly trade away after two game days. Uh, if you haven't already, I'd suggest you give it a whirl. I think you might like it. I'm not surprised, though, because those are two very, very different games. Mm-hmm. You know, One's Platinum, the other one's Kojima. Uh, I'm playing <laughs> on an Xbox One S. No, it's not Boo, Sean. I can't boo you because that's what I play on. Boo the PS4. Well, now I have to boo you, you sir. D- boo. Uh, and I think I was thinking and purchasing the Elite controller, but I feel a bit wary to do anything yet. With all the news flying around about a new generation coming out, is yeah. it really worth it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend $150 on something that I'm only going to use for a few months, besides the fact that it would be money I could put towards my new console. If, uh, if it was you guys, what would you do? I have one. Well, you and bought it when it. it first came out, but now yeah. how much is the One S one ninety nine? Yeah, I so think- you're basically paying as much for one controller as you are the console, Correct. pretty much. And it's like, eh. here's what I would say: if you plan, you know, logic says, how do they? If you were going to place a betting bet, yeah, the <laughs> launch of yeah, a like betting a, bet, you yeah, know, you know, like to the a money ones. bet. Like if you were going to say, I'm going to wager, and you wanted to have the best odds, right? The new console for Xbox would probably drop. November of 2020. So the question is, do you feel like that's worth it? Do you feel like on November 2020 that you would buy that console no matter what? Or do you think it might be a little bit longer for you before you finally pick it up? Because obviously the longer you play, the more you get out of it. And who knows if, if Microsoft's real smart, they would actually make this thing work with either generation, right? And say you can, the new elite controller. Yeah, oh. yeah. Like make sure that the elite at the very least carries over. But really, I would say well, I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, I've been wanting more. to get the elite controller for a while Boo. now, but a year and a half ago, I heard about they're coming out with a new one, and Microsoft has been dead silent, dead Mama. silent, dead silent. And I knew there was that, that one the moment the moment I got the moment I bought the elite is when Phil Spencer would go. He bought it. Announced the new one. Probably. Because he listens to this podcast. You know he does, sure. dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Finally, this email, I wanted, uh, uh, I wanted yeah. to get, <laughs> he said, I wanted to get on the Discord discussion. The idea of y'all having a Discord server absolutely warms my fan heart. And if I were to quote the wise man known at, by all the sirs as Sir Mix-A-Lot, you guys should seriously, seriously jump on it. That's a good song by him. Uh, I feel like I'm witnessing an evolution and growth of my favorite podcast on the web, and I'm honestly pumped at the idea, game on your mom's box. Bow, bow, what is it? Bow Wait. chicka bow wow. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> and thug life. P.S. Hey, Chris, you're, you commented on people not knowing that what you look like recently. Oh, we can't read this part. He just uh, like to point out the true fans actually already know. Wink, wink. Cause, uh, seriously, you, no, no, and then he actually wrote back in again. You know what? That's also very long. I'm going to save that but one. But he says it's for the same episode. We got to. We got to. That this will be the last one. Okay. Because there's so, not a lot on Twitter. So you me read you it? all. No. <laughs> New bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good, yeah. Chris. Trust mm-hmm. me. Uh, we've well, got. What's for dinner? Again, uh, Lavinius uh, then wrote in and he said, "Hello once again, fellows." Rang in again, Hello. hopefully in the same episode, because I forgot to ask you guys a question. Well, there have been you're p- welcome, sir. Yeah, you're real welcome. You got a double dipper. 
Uh, there have been plenty of times before when y'all talk about some of the podcasts you listen to, and I know that it hasn't come up for quite some time, but I wanted to get in on the action. That's what you said. <laughs> uh, I heard of a few podcasts you guys have mentioned, but I was wondering if you guys have ever gone into a good podcast-based audio drama. <laughs> if so, what are your faves and which ones are you looking to listen to? I can't say I've done it, but I've heard of some that are very well praised, so I feel... I mean, unless you're counting something like cereal as being that, but that really doesn't feel like that to me, right? That's more of a news thing telling us. News! Oh, no. not time for that? Okay, sorry. Uh, John, do you have any? I've I've got some in my queue from Audible does a lot of them. Nerd. Um, <laughs> Those are thanks, called man. books. I've got some in my no, queue. No, it's, it's, they have a, the, Audible's actually doing true crime podcasts now and. All the things, right? Yeah. All the things. How do we go on you've that? Been, you've been on a uh, research. You've been on True Audible, like you've been on their jock for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's no sign of me getting. It's off. so weird. Like I remember when me and you were working night shift. Mm-hmm. That's when Audible came out. That what? That's when it would have killed. You know. Yeah. And of course, I listened to all seven books. Yeah. Of Harry Potter. Yeah. We borrow, We would borrow them from Kirk. Yes, <laughs> that was fun. You'll never forget Kirk. If you never. Know. I'm just gonna put that out. I there. ran into him a few months back. Mm. Uh, in the bathroom <laughs> ah, that's awesome that's perfect uh personally i'm looking forward to a couple mainly uh unwell we're alive gold rush and the continuation of the amelia project just in case you guys haven't tried any i do have a few suggestions i've absolutely fallen in love with and several i have re-been several times over the past couple of months there is really something for everyone so my favorite stone appeal to you. There are literally hundreds of shows out there. First and foremost, I would suggest We Are Alive, a story of survival. It's probably 130 some odd episodes ranging in length from like 12 minutes to the last few being around 45 due to the finale type stuff. We're Alive is a zombie apocalypse podcast, but the reason I love it so much is it goes beyond the typical trope. And this guy gets his face eaten off, but we don't care because we really don't know him anyway kind of thing. It has a diamond character development, or it has diamond character development in an enthralling storyline that is awesome to listen to as it unfolds. The other two best ones I probably uh, would recommend are Our Fair City, a zany, wacky, and completely charming post-apocalyptic dystopian city that I just finished last year, as well as Unwell. Being the new venture of the producers in 202098 or 2298, Chris. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yet another sci fi story with a completely different feel to it. 202098 also 2298, ties. 2298, Chris. I was going to say it's probably a year. <laughs> uh, also ties in with a separate audio drama at the end. Anyways, I know I've probably rambled on for far too long at this point. No, nah, we're uh, good. So I'm just going to cut myself off here. I know. Of plenty of other good audio dramas of completely different style if these things aren't really your thing. So let me know if you're looking for guidance. Sometimes the realm of podio or podcast audio drama can be like that of a treasure hunt for the really good ones. And it can be nice to get a head start on some of the better ones to figure out what you like. Game on, you brilliant throbbing Richards. Ooh. And <laughs> peace out, everybody. Hey, will, listen, um, let me know... Uh, Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. That's what I was going to say, John. And tell me which one we're alive, which platform it's on, because I don't see it in um, Apple Podcasts. I do see the Amelia Project in Apple Pro- Podcasts, so I'll subscribe to that. Um, you better not be wrong about that. But 
Actually, there's two of them here. Oh, that's got to be the one. Sean. Oh, before I say that, yes, there are five remaining emails for next week. So we are, we will keep get them to those. coming. This yeah, is great. Going. We're going to get there. Um, we see you, Garrett, Moz, ever. We're, Sean. We're only going to spend five minutes on next week's topic anyway. So, yeah, Ooh. right. <laughs> Game's amazing. That's my possible goatee at this far. Goatee. <laughs> I mean, at this point. The first oh. hour is good. Yeah. Have you been more than that? No. Okay. So, uh, again, shout out to our boy, Acid Sugar. He is the uh, muscle behind the Discord app, which we want you guys to go be a part of. Let's get to know everybody. Let's have fun. Um, yeah, so there's a, a pinned tweet out there for that. Uh, Joseph Ellison uh, said, at Weekly Games Chat, and this was after last week's show, most quotable intro ever this week. Uh, quote, I can pitch one off real quick. Johnny Bear, <laughs> what's a soundboard tap notch poop games? We're all hashtags that he mentioned because all that stuff happened. And we do actually have another tweet where somebody uh, laughed their A off at yeah. uh, John trying to do audio stuff segment and then silence <laughs> as I was unplugged, meaning me. Yeah. Um, and that was from uh, at my name is oh, Mud. So that's, my name. Oh, my name is. Oh, that would be really chicka, cool. Chicka. Oh. Um, let's see. He also said something about something being money. Is he Guy Fieri? <laughs> like, you. oh, uh, you had you had posted that it was almost time for Sekiro. So that, oh yeah, that looks money. That looks it was cool. well. It was Sekiro, but they had substituted out with Shakira. Yeah, and I saw that. It was nice. Yeah, it's like these hips don't die twice yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, challenge equals reward. This is from Big Riff, which is why Big Riff. one hour into at Sekiro the game, I already feel like it's going to be my goatee. Sorry, there isn't an easy mode, Chris. Don't need it. Uh, Mario Lando, the 200th episode will be big on April 17th. Seeing it's a big milestone for you gentlemen, yeah. why not record on 420 and have another drunk cast? <laughs> Whoa. It seems the gods and boy, are, uh, and, and boy are on your side. I'll buy the Pabst. I said, <laughs> it well. It's on Saturday. Well, it is. Um, what did I say? I said something about 420 is also another thing, sir. Um, See, when you're from Stankonia. Listen. <laughs> This like is hilarious. Dirty south. Um, you know how we always say drop the certain way we do? Drop. Look at that. That's a picture of us and like that, that happened. That's that cover of that. Uh, is that Blink-182? No. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, it, it, I yeah, think it is. You might be right. It's pretty dope. They put our name on there. That and stuff. If they had our pictures, that would have been cool. Um, uh, and that's almost it, I think. Ooh. Oh, they want a weekend drink cast uh, so they can all do shots. And I think that goes back to our shot, episode. Episode. Um, no. Maybe I could do it. No we messages. We could do it at Jeff's place. And then I'm, not, I'm not doing it at Jeff's place. Oh, man. It'd be so He's fun. A uh, shout out to a couple of new followers at nine. Brian, two. Thank you for the follow following you back. Um, at Sky up. Wait. At Sky way up high. Thanks for the follow following you back. At oof out off. Mm hmm. Uh, that's a, I think that's out of focus. They play games. You can play with me or watch if you'd like. Ooh. I like that. And at ditch four zero eight one nine zero nine three. Thank you for the follow following you back. Yeah. Our big push this week, obviously is our new discord channel. And we're going to mention again, how we're trying to do a Twitch stream when we can get together on those Mondays. And you're going to hear all about that now from Chris, who's going to tell you where to find us again. Thank you for the love on Twitter. Um, and that's at weekly game chat on Twitter. Of course, if you want to be in the conversation, Come say hello. Yeah. 
Uh, this has been episode 197 of Weekly Game Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service Whoa, you use. Voice. What happened? <laughs> I know. I got a little frog in my throat. <laughs> uh, and you will get a new episode just like this one uh, that you are listening to now. Uh, if you want to join in conversations with us, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And now, as mentioned, we are on Discord. You can find us a link to the Discord on our Twitter page. Uh, and that would be the easiest way to get there. It's always at the top. I'm not going to be moving it anytime soon. <laughs> um, and now we are also on Twitch. That's Twitch TV or twitch.tv slash weekly games chat. As Sean mentioned, we will be streaming there every Monday night. Sometimes all of us, sometimes maybe just one of us, sometimes two of us. Who knows? Maybe sometimes I'll even convince some other people who have been on the show before to come in and be a part. Uh, and then there may other also be other streams that occur throughout the week, just depending on how I'm feeling. I don't know if Sean or John will be a part of that. Those will probably just be random, right? Division two every week, Monday <laughs> night. Could be, could very well be. We'll see how it goes. Um, but if you come on there, make sure you give us a follow. We're trying to get as many followers on there as possible because it would really help with our future plans with that channel. Uh, and I will simply say now, until next time. What? Is it over? It's over. Mm. Two minutes and 16, 03, 04, 05. No. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. Gotta work on that pitch. Which one? Fine. Yeah, you weren't. I wasn't trying to sing. Well, I was trying, you know, we need harmony if we're going to do that, buddy. We're not boys to men. This is not Motown Philly, buddy. But we're back again next week with our episode. So, your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.